Hello, listeners. I'm Casey Kasem. Yep, this shit show podcast is still going on, and here we have their holiday episode. A week late and a dollar short. I guess after dissecting every single minute of a movie made to sell toys to children, now it's a race to the bottom of the barrel with special episodes. And right out of the gate, we have an Autopod Deceptic cock-up. Unbeknownst to the guys, the microphone shit the bed during recording, and the episode ended up with some audio issues. I've worked my radio magic to fix it for some reason, and while it's not perfect, it's fine. There's a hum that shows up in the first 20 seconds or so, but then it levels out. Just wanted to give you inexplicable listeners a heads up that their inane chatter is not quite as crystal as usual. And now, on with the show. Tell you what APDC stands for. It's audio penis dick cock. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Autopod Decepticast. This is your weekly podcast that used to deliver a minute-by-minute breakdown of the 1986 movie, and I, I don't know Still does, if you're just come, uh, <laughs> listening to the old archives. That's true, and uh, this is episode 91, which means we'll be covering minute 90... Well, that doesn't work either. <laughs> uh, it's already off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, this is the first of our special topics episodes. Mm-hmm. And joining me for this episode are two guys who were, at one time, on a minor league baseball team, <laughs> okay. the Hackensack Bulls. Ryan, the pitcher, learned that his recently expired great-uncle left him a $300 million fortune, but there were a few little hitches to the deal. For example, <laughs> he was offered $1 million up front uh, to just take that money and go away, or spend $30 million in 30 days to inherit the whole banana, but he couldn't tell anyone. Well, Ryan went for the big money, and to spend the $30 million, well, he starts off blowing money in an expensive hotel, hires a highly paid staff, makes some terrible gambling decisions. Eventually, he decides a good waste of money would be to run a protest campaign uh, for the mayor of New York. Well, he says, <laughs> some un- he says some unsavory things about some of the other candidates who sue him for this confrontational rhetoric. Um, he ends up hiring the Yankees to compete in a game against his own uh, minor league team, and he blew the last 38000 on a party after the game, believing he'd spend all that money. Um, well, this crooked lawyer, who was bribed by a law firm to ensure that Ryan failed on his $30 million adventure, he handed some, uh, some money to Ryan that was previously thought spent... Uh, but wasn't. So Ryan uh, was set to lose the bet. Oh, my God. Wow. Uh, Ryan punched that lawyer in the face. <laughs> he was so angry. And that lawyer then threatened to sue Ryan. Well, uh, Ryan was quick thinking. He took that opportunity to hire. There was somebody else in the room who just happened to be an attractive, uh, well-intentioned lawyer. And uh, he used his excess money that he had as a retainer, thus clearing out all the money and winning the $300 million inheritance. Oh, and uh, Caleb was Ryan's best friend who was a catcher on the baseball team. I, th- I thought when we were finished with the movie, we weren't going to do this thing anymore. That was, like, that's Brewster's Millions, right? 
That is a convoluted ass story that I never. I don't even know if I've seen the entire movie. I think I may have only seen bits and pieces of it. So that is an insane plot. Now there is no need. Yeah. It also <laughs> like fuck the homeless. Well, I think uh, he. There were other stipulations there as were. to how he could spend the money, and I don't think he. Could, I don't know that he necessarily could do that. It so. is like that is a, a weird detail though that his uncle's like, "Don't help anybody. <laughs> that you can't spend the money that way." I think it's weird that his uncle would just create this challenge <clears throat> to begin with. It's certainly not legal. Give me the, I don't think that that would hold up in court. Give me the money or don't already. <laughs> Whatever. You guys. What just, is it meant to teach him? You guys just pretended I didn't say that at all. You just talked right through it. No, we heard you. What'd you say? Ex- I'm sorry. Exactly. <laughs> don't say it again. I'm sorry. I I'm said. Sorry to make you mad? I didn't. I'm not mad. I, I just I found it interesting. You just said you thought we weren't going to do the intros anymore. No, I thought we weren't going to do this podcast anymore. <laughs> oh, I, I thought you meant the intros. I thought you meant intros too. Yeah, okay. I did. So yeah, that's why. That's, I that talked, did, that's why if, it didn't work. If, yeah. you, if you'd have said the podcast, I think that probably would have halted our conversation. And oh. uh, right. I really thought you meant the intros. Oh, that's funny. And I, yeah, in my head, I was too. like, "Well, we never had that conversation, <laughs> so what you just said is irrelevant. We're going to move on." <laughs> but I, I'm still sad Good. that you felt no, small. I, I feel you. I, I think you probably just think what I said was irrele- irrelevant and you're just you're just pushing through it i was nope. pushing through it yeah good joke good, good joke <laughs> <laughs> that landed for none of us uh, okay uh there will i think that there is some relevance to bringing up brewster's millions that uh <clears throat> will come back later okay. um, in our in our discussion well there's, there's a few things on the agenda today uh, this is kind of sort of a late Christmas episode. Yeah, it's our holiday episode that will come out <laughs> after the New Year. And in the spirit of Christmas episodes, I think some special guests might stop mm. by. Perhaps the, the ghosts of Bing Crosby and David Bowie will come by for a little hit of the rumpa, <laughs> rumpa rum rum. I, <laughs> I wrote I, that down, but I couldn't read it. You're not. I'm not doing a David Bowie. I don't believe you are. Okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I said perhaps the ghosts of uh, Bing Crosby. Right. David Bowie might come by. But mostly we're going to talk about the year 2005, uh, because as I recall, there wasn't a savage extraterrestrial robot battle on our planet at that time. So we're going to talk about what really happened that year and how it may or may not relate to the on-screen action that we've been covering for the last year and a half. Does that sound fun, guys? It sounds like a hoot. I got some good stuff. Oh, all right. Well, we will try not to talk through you as you go (laughs) that news and information. Well, you didn't talk through me. You just didn't acknowledge what I said at all. I thought, oh, they're just, they're just, it's like, um, you know, if I said like, I really don't want to do this anymore. And you guys just don't even acknowledge it. And you keep talking and have fun. Just, I'm, just, I'm just like you're just more stuck. and more miserable. I'm just stuck in. The... But you keep showing up. Well, yeah, for some no, reason. obviously. Well, yeah. There's one episode where I we just don't I... respond to anything you say at all, and you're just making non sequiturs in the background. Somebody, I, I live. Just, I really want to go home. Somebody help. It's as if we kidnap you and force yeah. you to participate or, or force you to not participate. Somehow, I need, somehow legally, I need your permission to leave the show. That's right. I've got you all tied up in contracts yeah, yeah. and red tape. Carter's hundreds. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if this is your first time listening, welcome to the show. Hey. Uh, if you're Why here now? for our legendary minute-by-minute coverage of the 1986 Transformers movie, you're in the wrong fucking place because we've been there, I done like, that. I bro. like how we always like insult people that come <laughs> in the wrong place. 
Now, why, are you, why are you here? What the fuck are you doing? The point is you're late to the party. Yeah. The keg is tapped out. Go home. Uh, but if that's the kind of thing that sounds exciting to you, don't worry. Our show, the archives are... They're available on any gosh darn player that you might want to listen to them mm-hmm. on. Go to iTunes, or as they call it, Apple Podcasts. I've seen both. I don't know what to say anymore. Go to Stitcher. Go to, what's Google the other Play. one? Google Play. Google Play. Tune in. Tune in. <laughs> Everybody goes I, to I've been in. trying to get us on Spotify. They won't answer my, they won't return my phone calls. I know. By phone calls, you uh, mean emails? Pandora now. We need Pandora now. Has oh, does podcasts. Podcast, huh. so does anybody use, do Pandora, though? I'm, they're they're partnering with uh, uh, they're they're getting purchased by XM Radio, XM Siri XM. So I think that there's probably an avenue. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Let's just get on there. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, get us on there. That's you right. do it. Uh, of course, the recommendation would be if you're interested in that, start at the beginning, episode Z, because we're not we're, you know we're not really talking the news. Our podcast has the has a respectable shelf life. Like the finest canned meats, you can enjoy Autopod Decepticast long after the bombs have dropped and the last vestiges of human civilization have withered away in concrete bunkers deep into the Earth's crust. In the case of Armageddon, I recommend downloading versus streaming. I've been transcribing this to notebooks, and I've been distributing them around. <laughs> so people can read them. They're yeah. excellent. Uh, this may controversial, be controversial, but I think it's a fun show from the jump. It gets even better. So listen. Uh, but that's not what this is all about. This is our, We're into special topics. Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, and speaking of special and speaking of topics, Hot Topics, a show that you can, a place that you can go buy goods. <laughs> Is that still open? And speaking of buying goods, uh, we have a store and goods in the ah. store <laughs> that, uh, you know, uh, we make some good artwork. And of course, the cup recruitment poster illustrated by none other than Autopod Decepticast's own Ryan Jet for $15 plus shipping. Uh, although I think we might make some pricing adjustments just so it's one price that includes shipping. Yeah. We'll get on that. We'll figure it out. All the people that have bought our stuff already are like, God damn it. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, well, of course, we'll raise the price of the product. Uh, yeah. the, Just the, build, the shipping, build the shipping so, in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, of course, there's our pin series. I've started work on another pin series. I know Ryan's got some. I know I've been doing some, some designs. Um, I yeah, also saw today on Twitter, uh, Mike Andrews uh, tweeted a thing where he saw, I guess, the cup poster in a conversation about the uh, trading card game. Oh, I'd love to track that down. Yeah. Is, are people taking our intellectual property? I, I, I don't know what it, the context was because it's just a snapshot of the thing with his response to it, where he's like, "Do you listen to the Autopod Decepticast?" And oh, so I don't know what that, where, how, like how it came about. But shout out to Mike Andrews uh, and his own uh, piece of work, "Coming of Mage." <laughs> yes, this book. Go to Amazon. Although I, you know. I screwed up the name of the, that book the last time I mentioned it. Yeah, we corrected it. it, though. We yeah, did. But yeah. still, it's like, I mean, nobody's mad at Christ's you. For Christ's sake. I mean, maybe somebody's mad at you, but yeah. it's not me. Uh, so I'm also, also we're, we're going to figure out the t-shirt situation. I'm looking at TeePublic as an on-demand printer vendor. We'll see. The margins aren't as amazing if we were to manage it ourselves, but I don't mm. think we really want to manage it, manage it ourselves. And no. I think we can do one-offs as opposed to doing some big print run and again we would have to keep an inventory and yeah. if nobody really wants it then we're just, we just got all these t-shirts hey yeah guess what everybody's getting for christmas oh, and the other thing i like about it is i don't want to have to like carry a bunch of different sizes you know That's so at any rate we'll figure that out uh because i think we've got some great t-shirt designs 
And you may have noticed the last few episodes. Sorry, a lot of upfront stuff, but it's been a while since we've uh, gotten together here. Uh, has it been a couple months? I mean, we November, November. Jeez, Louise. Uh, but Ryan has been doing the work of Ra uh, as he's been re-editing and posting the compiled script deviations so that you, the listener, can have the experience of seeing what this movie would have been like if the very first draft had been roughed into, <laughs> rushed into production. And so that's a lot of fun. I haven't listened to those yet, but I'm sure that they are awesome. <laughs> you, you don't have to. You lived it. <laughs> that is true. So um, hopefully you're enjoying those. I think that was a cool idea to, to stitch those together. So... It was enjoyable, especially to do the one where Caleb had pneumonia. Oh, really? That one was fun. Right on. I don't remember that very well. Yeah. I was very ill. I was really sick. <laughs> Glad you participated. Yeah. Let's. Why don't we talk about the holidays? Sure. It's the Christmas season. Did you guys get anything Transformers related for Christmas? No, but my son did. Oh, did he? Yeah, I sent you guys pictures of it. No one replied. It's um, typical of the text that I send you I don't guys. remember that. I yeah. don't either. All I remember is the whoopee cushion stacking. Sure, that was good. So, I saw that video. See, we pay attention Harrison to got a remote-controlled bumblebee, like a race, like a, a oh. RC car, like, and it's awesome. Are you sure you sent this? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it's incredibly fast, and uh, and it, it, the range is really far on it. Like you can race it. It goes. It goes up to what did it say? Like fifteen miles an hour or something like wow. that. Wow. Which for a store bought <laughs> for a store bought. You know, racer is pretty good. Uh, it's the beetle, and uh, it is the beetle. Is it? Uh, is it of the? Does it transform if you hit a button? Wouldn't that be something? No, it just races. <laughs> it goes, it, it'd be crazy if it was like, like you know, they, pose. That would be. That would probably be really a really or expensive you could toy. Get it to transform at fifteen miles an hour, and it flips in no. the air and lands on its it feet just, or something. It Presumably, just, it's, it's just a tie a, into the movie. It's. Um, they probably are running it off that or promoting it off it that. Is. Um, but yeah, who I, got it for him? My uncle. Oh. The range is awesome. I I haven't walked far enough away from it yet, where it stops working. Mm -hmm. And I walked around like I probably walked down the street about a hundred yards. Wow! And I, I was still operating it on a cul-de-sac. Somebody wow. comes by and just runs over. Well, that's it. why I raced it in the cul-de-sac. Uh, I live in a cul-de-sac. There was a person who used to live across the street from me who had a remote control car that was like. Clearly, they were very into remote control cars, mm -hmm. and they would race it at oh, wow. ungodly hours of the morning. Good. I guess I didn't know that was Bumblebee because it has monster truck tires. Oh, well, it does say Bumblebee right there. I didn't but see you know, that. I you know, yeah, right. if you're trying to be oh. a robot in disguise, why would you write your name Here on the side of yourself? Probably not the best, but but it goes off road. Sure. I, I like the big tires. I bet it's got good suspension. <laughs> He's just running after it. <laughs> He's not doing what I'm telling him to do. He's not a Play with it this way. He's not a good son. No. Anyway. That was, uh, we'll share that video probably. I did not get a Transformers-related toy. <clears throat> My son did. And I was really happy to... to uh, I couldn't wait to show you guys. I sent it to you and Mike. And no one replied to me, I just like on every message I said. I don't remember that. It's not I literally sent a text message asking you guys something, and uh, three days later, people finally started just talking. You guys started talking to each other on the text. And I didn't acknowledge no, what I said at all. You just wrote, this is a test. That's not a question. Yeah. Well, I'm, I, I guess when someone... I guess I Provide a said, directive. I, 
Okay. To be fair, I was having phone problems or, it's network, true. or network problems, and I ended up deleting all of my texts as a way of clearing the cache of my phone, hoping that that would uh, fix the issue. The issue did fix itself, by the way. Well, that's good. It's crazy that I'm, this phone I've had for, like, I think, four years, and it's, I'm surprised it still works. It doesn't... It doesn't give me audible alerts anymore so i have to just kind of like check it periodically but did you guys get anything transformers related for i Christmas? didn't i did not <clears throat> Aaron. <laughs> i bought myself these awesome uh legends size they do look pretty good uh transformers i bought there i bought uh most of them are the Magic Square brand. I got a Blaster, Huffer, Ultra Magnus, Trailbreaker, and <clears throat> I think this Bumblebee is a different... Sorry about that. <laughs> this Bumblebee is a different uh, company. I think it's called New Age or something like that. It They're looks like it's not. Fun. It's definitely not legal because there's no <laughs> Autobot symbol on it. Yeah, none of them do. Oh. They're all illegal by oh, those, okay. by the from an intellectual property standpoint. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> um the but uh so I bought those for myself as well as this guy. X Transbots Wild Rider, another third party Toys, That's but cool. Looking good. Con. He looks. I love the paint job yeah. on it. It's so great. I guess I technically kind of did get a Transformers related gift because uh, my girlfriend West bought me a ticket to Bumblebee that we went to see uh, two days ago. Nice. Uh, All she, three of us. Was that her only gift? No, <laughs> no. She got me some other things. Compost pail. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very jet gift. <laughs> and all that pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, you're forgetting that you did get a Transformers related gift from me. Okay. Oh, the glass? The Autopod Decepticast? Oh, yeah. Rock's glassware. That was cool. I really was, liked man. that. It oh. was cool. Thank you. Along with uh, Mike Seibert. Got a, got a, co a copy? A copy of that? <laughs> got a copy of that. <laughs> Shipped to him. Uh, so, do you guys have any memories? What, what are your Christmas memories related to Transformers? You got anything that sticks out because I do. Oh, well, um, I will say that, like I've mentioned on numerous occasions, I my my memory prior to, and this is why we're going to talk about it later, but it was hard for me to remember what I was doing in 2005. Me too. So prior to like 2008, my memories are just hazy. And um, uh, I do remember, the only gifts I actually remember getting for Christmas is um, I got Snake Mountain, and I remember getting some hamsters, and I remember uh, getting a tank that, like, it, it, it had exhaust, like, you put oil in it, and it would smoke. I kind of remember those kind of gifts. Mm -hmm. So lame. I don't remember any Transformers gifts. I know that uh, I did have a regret about some of my Transformers because I had combiners, components, but I never had enough combiners to make the Gestalt. Mm -hmm. I think I did have all of Devastator, but, like, not the component pieces to it because I got it at a garage sale. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. I remember you getting some Transformers on your birthday. Yeah, I think you actually but got me Quickshot. Uh, I think that's his name. The uh, leader of the um, Technobots. Oh, okay. Scattershot. Yeah. And he was really cool because you pushed a button and his, like the plane nozzle opened up and there was a gun inside. I do believe if you were a dirty boy, you could adjust, <laughs> adjust that nozzle to be a dick for the character. I'm sure I did that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember? Did you get any Christmas Transformers as a kid? I don't remember. <laughs> there was one in your yard for years. I don't remember when and under what circumstances I got my Transformers. I just don't remember. Yeah. 
We're too old. I think I must have gotten Trypticon for Christmas because that was a big ticket item. I wouldn't yeah. say I'm too old. I just it, it I it's just, too long ago. But it wasn't that significant of an experience. <laughs> <laughs> but do you remember any Christmas? How like how strongly? What Christmas gift do you remember most strongly? My blue BMX bike. Okay, it was All badass. Right. My first bike. Mm-hmm. I'll that take was, it. I remember that. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else was trash. I might as well have not had Christmas. I did use, and we've mentioned this before too, like I did use Snake Mountain sometimes as a play set for um, uh, the Transformers. Uh, Which like one you, was Snake Mountain? What it was the It was He-Man. Okay, okay. Um, and you said you had a Volt, like a Voltron mm-hmm. Fortress, and um, I, I think I also had the like the big GoBot, uh, like, Carrier, where mm-hmm. it was a big robot, looked like a big robot that carried it had in a there. derpy face. And yeah, and I used that as a, a transformer sometimes, <laughs> like pretend it's Omega Supreme, something. Yeah, and that was why. That was one of the reasons I'm like, well, I, I I remembered I didn't have any of the combiners completed because I couldn't use them as a, a fighter against them. It, the Gobot Command Center. It looks kind of like a Star Wars. It ad. does. But it has just this stupid face. Good guys. Consisting of rectangles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the GoBots were not great designs. Uh, so I don't remember, like you guys, I don't remember a lot of specific gifts around Christmas time. I know that my very first Transformer came on Christmas, and I do remember that. And so maybe that's why it was significant or impactful enough. It was Blue Streak. Cool. And I remember being frustrated watching the cartoon because it felt like the character didn't have much presence. He really is not like prominently featured, (laughs) and and maybe prominently featured is the right phrase, but because I've looked it up, because I remember the frustration of where's Blue Streak. Uh, Prowl's felt like he was all over the place, but Blue Streak was in twenty nine episodes. And he was part of Cup's roadblock crew in Transformers the movie. It, maybe he just never spoke. <laughs> maybe not. I don't know. Casey Kasem did his voice. But I occasionally also remember getting GoBots for Christmas and other <laughs> off-brand transforming toys that I would just like you ultimately use as stand-ins. Oh, I got tons of those. There's, there's a picture <laughs> I posted a while back of like a dollar store thing that somebody gave me, probably a, a disappointing grandparent gave me, mm-hmm. that it has a ladder for a dick, which is weird. <laughs> <laughs> that I, That's a famous off-brand toy. Uh, the and I guess and that brings me. I think they talk about it on the the toys that made us <clears> the 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 need for Transformers to invent that rub sign technology. Mm-hmm. And they yeah. would literally say in the commercials like, if it make sure it's got the rub sign or it's not a real Transformer. Rub it up and rub it out. <laughs> <laughs> That, would, that sounded like Cup. Once again, <laughs> Cup is a creepy old man. Um, I also, so uh, so I got, we get GoBots, and I never had Bumblebee, but as a stand-in for Bumblebee, I got this guy. <laughs> I remember this. Holy uh, shit. His na- he was a GoBot. His name is Bugbite, and he looks. He's a yellow beetle. Awful. What a ripoff. Yeah, <laughs> the head is basically the, the top of the car. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He, he looks oh, terrifying. It's bad. He's got these little, like, derpy yeah. T-Rex oh, robot oh, arms. We'll put a picture of this up, but yeah, wow. that's ridiculous. I'm, I'm surprised they could get away with that. That's such a blatant ripoff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know that it's a ripoff. I think that this probably existed around the same time as Bumblebee, just from a different mm-hmm. oh, yeah. transforming well, the, toy line that didn't get licensed, but it just... It's still yellow. great looking. It no. is yellow. I wonder if it was... I wonder... Maybe yellow. Maybe they changed the color of it to... <clears throat> I mean, there were lots of, like, <clears throat> toys that were other part of other lines that Hasbro just co-opted for Transformers, like uh, the Jetfire sure. and the Shockwave. 
Yeah. Uh, I think Caleb has established that no Transformers gifts were meaningful to him. <laughs> Which is fair no. because he didn't have that big a collection. His whole no. collection is here at my house. They are That's meaningful true. gifts. I've kept them. I took care of them. I you played did. with them. I just don't remember the circumstances yeah. surrounding me okay, obtaining fair them. I apologize <laughs> for mischaracterizing. But the, the next question I had for you guys is what presents competed for Transformers affection, and I would say that you probably you had affection. It just G. wasn't Joe. as crazy yeah. as, as ours, and a BMX bike. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but yeah. What I, I just you know when you get so many goddamn presents for Christmas, it's hard to say. <laughs> Richie, Richie, yeah, they just blend together. <laughs> well, I, we're, I'm no Mike Seibert. Okay, <laughs> I've seen the movie a bunch. <laughs> um, I yeah, usually um, I I got a lot of. Uh, some He-Man and, and G.I. Joe. And I'd Were you say, more of a G.I. Joe person, you would say? I so. had a better collection of G.I. Okay. Joe at one point. Um, I liked Transformers. I obviously bought them. Right. and bought specific ones, you know, that that you know were popular at the time. I'm glad I have them. But I, I was probably, if I recall, I, I was more into G.I. Joe. Right. It just was, it was, I just captivated by them. Right. And I had a pretty badass collection. I remember you having a lot of the toys. I had the base. I had the G.I. Joe base. I had the original tank, which was an awesome toy. Because it was it was real realistic looking mm-hmm. and it was tre- and the treads would move and you you the, the top section you'd move it forward to go forward and back and you t- it would, it could turn. Wow. I had a dune buggy. So in the base there was there's a bay for the tank and the dune buggy and I had um gung ho and like uh Did you have shipwreck? Didn't have ship. <laughs> He's the best. Yeah, he is. Uh, anyway, I had a great judge. I question. actually, I think I had the twins. I don't have anymore. Uh, Zaymot and Tamas. T- yeah, or whatever like their names are. Tomax. Tomax. Yeah, it I, was a uh, palindrome. Yes. Yes. Yeah, they were like mirror images. A man, a play, and a canal. Panama. <laughs> I like that anyway. one. That's a good one. Race car. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, I. I mean, it's competing. It's hard to say they competed for each other because I, I, you owned them all. Right. So you know. Right. That's it wasn't true. like Toy Story where they're in the. When I leave the room, they're like, "He's I'm his favorite." No, I'm his I favorite. always imagine my toys as being uh, anthropomorphic that way. Yeah. I used to explain to them why I wasn't taking one on a trip. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. I did that yep. too, though. Yeah, I don't know why. It's such weenies. Mm. They were too sensitive. I still. I it gets worse the older <laughs> I get. Meanwhile, I would just. Accidentally leave them in the yard. Yeah. <laughs> like your headphones. Yes. I think he might be a psychopath and has no I'm ability just, to love. I'm just forgetful. <laughs> uh, but, but I do think, like in the movie Toy Story, there is this sort of coming of age moment where the kind of gifts you start to receive change. Like for me, I would say everything Nintendo eventually replaced Transformers sure. in my heart and time, like Nintendo games and. And Super Nintendo games. I remember I got Sin City whenever the Super Nintendo first Such came out. Game. I got that for Christmas. I played that nonstop for weeks and weeks. But I eventually, have... that's all I cared about. I didn't care about Transformers. I have that game. <laughs> oh, do you? Yeah. On the Retron? Uh, I mean, it's a Super... I have a Super Nintendo. Oh, that's right. You do. Which Have you played Turtles in Time yet? I haven't yet. Oh. I need to get a... I'm, gonna, I'm off for the next week as well. I've been off work for a while and... Not fired, just <laughs> taking vacation. Sabbatical. Um, and so, yeah, my one of my uh, goals is to get everything squared away so that it all is uh, working, like hooked up and working anytime I want because I it's a hassle. <laughs> the I can't wait to play that game. Oh yeah, that game, Calabunga. Aaron got me Turtles in Time for Christmas. That's one, right. of the, one of the other presents. What did I get you for Christmas? Oh, 
Beastie uh, Boys. The Beastie Boys book. It's yeah. really good. It's a good book. Um, I will say that He-Man definitely competed for my affection as far as toys, which I didn't realize how short-lived it was until I watched the Toys That Made Us episode about mm -hmm. it. It was like two years. <laughs> it's a flash in the pan. Yeah, and it, it surprised, I mean, it was huge, and then it dropped off by like 90% the next year because they just kept putting out garbage toys. How is it that that franchise does still exist? I mean, it does, it feel, I feel like People it keeps care about coming it. back and disappearing, coming back, yeah. disappearing, coming back. I also, I didn't remember this until I saw a tweet from TFCon in Chicago, the Visionaries Knights of the Magical Light. Um, I don't know if you guys remember this. Basically, they were toys that had like a hologram in their chest and a staff, which had a hologram on I, it. I do recall. Um, and I, I, I thought that I've had a few of those guys and it was, um, they had like basically the stabs and chests, they have different powers, which they used by reciting a verse, uh, like Ektar had the power of protection. He would say, shield this craft from one and all. Reflect, deflect, depose, and fall. And it was like a, a deflector shield. Wow. <laughs> or something like that. But I, I also thought it was interesting because in reading about it, that was created by Flint Dilly. Yeah. Did that have cartoon support? I think there was a cartoon. Yeah, there was like 13 episodes. Well, so IDW does or did own the rights to that property. Yeah. And that was part of the whole Transformers Hasbro multiverse thing that they were doing. That yeah. I haven't read yet. They but. did a five-issue crossover with Visionaries and Transformers. And a bunch of the voice actors that did Transformers, like Susan Blue, Peter Cullen, Chris Lotta, Neil Ross, they were all on a Visionaries. I'll be damned. Yeah. All right. Peter Cullen was also on Dungeons and Dragons, which is one of my favorite shows. Who was he? He was Binger. Was that the main a bad, bad guy? guy. Oh, yeah. Good. Sounded like an evil Optimus Prime. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I guess uh, I guess all the meat's off this Christmas bone. <laughs> <laughs> You've been talking to Mike Cyber too much. Um, so that brings us to the main topic of the show, I think, which is the year. 2005. It is the year 2005. And thank you for saying that because why are we even talking about it? Because that's the year the movie is set. That's right. The movie which we've been talking about, it feels like since the year 2005. Oh, hey -o. And, uh, you know, I, I think we're going to talk about that year and what's some of the stuff that happened, but just to set it up from a personal angle, Caleb. Yes. What was life like for you in 2005? What were you doing? Uh, How old are we? We're all 40. So in the year 2005, we would be... 30 oh, I was I'm not doing this math correctly. <laughs> I'm just going to watch this. I'm just going to watch this. this is mm. No wait. No, we weren't there. Yeah, you were born in 1978, right? <laughs> so, well. We're basically 27, 28. Yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ. 2000 and not doing well in school <laughs> between the ages of 26 and 28. Mhm. Mm oh, well, I'm glad we got that established. Not, All right. Not a great my 20s were not good for me. I had problems. Okay. Well, I thought for a second, because like I said, I don't remember a lot of stuff, like what happened in what order, and I thought for a little bit that 2005, when you asked us to talk about it, was during the dark period, where I no, was not. in a house. It was after the dark period. Yeah, yeah. it was. Like, Aaron, I think you and I were living together. Uh, we were. Aaron. That's correct. Who Aaron I'm and talking Ryan. To. We're Brother living together. You guys were living in an apartment. Caleb, yeah. where were you? I was in St. Louis. You, you, you just, just moved? Aaron. What year did you move? I moved in 2004. Okay. So, um, I went... To, I, I got married, and then a week later moved to St. Louis to start grad school. Went to grad school up there uh, in St. Louis for a master's in history with an emphasis in museum studies. And so 2005, I finished my first year of grad school and then started my second year. In the summer in between, 
it was pretty chill summer. I weren't working. I was making. I was my income. I didn't have a job because uh, I, I I had a stipend during the school year, and so the summer I was like trying to figure out how to just you know get by. So um, dog. <laughs> yeah. So the summer I was I painted the stairwells of the apartment building I lived in for so that I didn't pay as an agreement not to pay rent. For the summer? Or for wow. The for the summer. Oh, that's a pretty good deal. Yeah, it was. And then I was This sounds like an immigrant story. <laughs> I was I was hired by the St. Louis St. Louis Ethical Society to write a biography on a uh, peace activist named Ted uh, Ted Lentz that lived in St. Louis. So I spent the summer uh, writing a biography, painting stairwells, and uh, re-archiving the collection at the Scott Joplin State Historic Site. That's what I did. I've never heard wow. any of this. What? Uh, it's not really that exciting. It's it's pretty interesting though. In what a progressive novel. what a progressive year 2005 was for you. Getting your master's degree, bettering yourself. I was just a sack of shit. Yeah, <laughs> you, you know all about Scott Joplin now. One of St. Louis's great uh, contributions to the world. Yes, and that staircase I bet still looks great. You probably <laughs> used the best of paints and techniques. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I think I slapped that shit together. <laughs> Let's not go that far. You uh, lived, as I recall, in the Dogtown section of St. Louis yes. for the listeners from that area. Yeah, right. Which would be uh, right. well, with that kind of the Irish, the Irish. Yeah, place. just with well, yeah. I lived in a uh, an old apartment building, five hundred square foot apartment, shotgun apartment. Yeah, it was great. It was in cool. relation to Ryan's comment about an immigrant story, did you uh, <laughs> take out the local uh, sort of mob figure to ultimately become uh, the, the the head mob figure yourself? I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and. Yes. Yeah. All and of, then I traveled. All of Godfather to Part Two. <laughs> yeah, then, yeah. Well, yeah. That's, I, then I traveled to my homeland and, and killed the uh, the uh, mafia guy that uh, killed my father and family. Yes. Right. And uh, but then I moved. But, but then I finished grad school. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, 2005 was uh, it was a cool year for me. I was just uh, b- busting my ass in school and then uh, uh, doing odd jobs in between. Ryan, yes. How was 2005 for you? It was what, a banner was year about? at the Bender <laughs> household. <laughs> Lost his name for a second. Um, so I uh, get like my photo albums. I have these old photo albums that were from actual film cameras, and they only go back to like they only go up to like October of two thousand four. Um, so I was trying to look back at some of the pictures, but I couldn't find any. So I actually ended up resetting my MySpace password. Oh, nice! <laughs> it isn't um, oh. because I guess MySpace just randomly purges a bunch of shit if you don't do anything. Because I have like ten pictures on there, and mm-hmm. all the. I you did a lot of blogging. Oh yeah, back in those for times. like eighteen months, I blogged almost every day. Yeah, I did find those not on MySpace, but I did find those because I, as part of like a project, like a I think it was a computer class, and in, in in when I was going to OTC, uh, we had to like set up a blog, and I threw them all up on the blog. So mm-hmm. I, who boy, they are uh, rough. To read. You had fans though. You were building some kind of like fan base of people you didn't even know. There were people that seemed to enjoy my for, like. It's as I'm reading. I read some of them and I'm like, this guy thinks he's really funny, and he's not as clever as he thinks he is. Uh, if you want to go check out some of my terrible writing, it's the if you do type in jet fumes into Google, you'll find it. 
Or I'll, also my Deviant Arts up there too, but or listen to the Autopod Decepticast. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It it started me down like an existential route of like um, every ten years you probably hate the person you were ten years ago. Sure. Well, I think yeah, definitely rediscovering old writing in particular. You pick apart how either pretentious you were mm-hmm. or uh, just how, or just generally how you weren't any good, but in the moment you thought, like, this is good. Yeah, I'm control, like, save, super that weight. shit is gold. Occasionally I'll come across, like, a piece of art or something that I like, but in general I think that just speaks to progression in terms mm-hmm. of, like, yeah. skill, ability, Wisdom. as well as just what you're interested in yeah. now. And it's then, true. The older uh, you get, the wiser you I, get, I also, usually. That's why, that's why I'm a Republican now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no! Oh, <laughs> Just record scratch. <laughs> um, I also came across two man, two man war dot com. Hmm. Oh, two man war dot. Does that com. still exist? It does. It's still up and running. What? Yep. It, well, it was a website that Aaron made for graphic design. Oh. I was going to throw some stuff on there too, but I never did, and like wow. never nothing ever came of it. But. Well, this is actually so. It, this is weird. I think it's a redirect because. It's the same as AaronThweet.com, which, ah. uh, well, uh... Bunch of old artwork from you guys. Well, just him. So I must have had a redirect of some sort, so we still probably maybe own the... I guess. The two-man I was What ex- shall we do with that? Sell it. <laughs> to the highest bidder. Sell that shit. <laughs> This got so this some of this stuff got published. This got published. It's a Kenny Rogers illustration. Uh, this got published right here. Uh, this is an illustration of Andre 3000. Um, hey, y'all. Uh, this got published. This got published. Lots of poster work. I used to love doing them Them posters. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, that I exists. just came so that, Well, and a lot of that was probably made around 2005. In fact, well, I'll wait, I guess, to get into big detail. But I, to, to, to try and figure out what I was up to, I luckily have all my emails ever. And I just went into my email <laughs> archive and searched all of the years. I didn't even think of doing that to Whoa. see what kind of communication I'd been having with people. It's funny. It's weird to do that, by the way. I, I guess I don't. I didn't really email people all that much, but I did have to use my old Hotmail because that's what yeah. I went through my through MySpace. Mm-hmm. And I looked up, and there are twelve thousand unread messages in it. Oh wow. Yeah. Any from anybody that matters? I don't know because I never go to it and don't care. All just <laughs> I haven't used it in probably seven or eight years. It's probably uh-huh. just Viagra salesmen and wild sluts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did have a blog about getting uh, like some some catfishing stuff from like uh, uh, hey I'm wanting to come to America if you could just pay this amount. And there was one that was pretty convincing. <laughs> did you did you do an exchange? No, no, no. I, I didn't. I did do an email exchange with them just to see how this plays oh, out. God. But then they stopped responding. Right. Yeah. I remember thinking that was a funny thing to do to to like bait the Nigerian um, prince. Prince. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like reply back and act like you were into it, but really keep fucking with them. What a waste of time. No kidding. <laughs> I, he's out here painting apartment walls and writing dissertations, and I'm like, I think. It's funny to talk to somebody who doesn't <laughs> represent what they put, what it is. Anyway, uh, the, so when you did all this research, what did you learn about yourself in 2005? Anything? Not anything, a goddamn anything, thing. <laughs> anything going on that was exciting? Um, it was. It, it's a weird like like nexus of where I, I nothing interesting I guess happened to me like between Caleb's wedding, which was in two, the summer of 2004, and me getting together with my ex-wife, which was in 2006. I just have no information as to what wow. happened. Blackout. 
I was living with Aaron. That's all I could and deduce. We were, we were I wrote about my goldfish dying. <laughs> I'd had that goldfish from Twin Oaks for like five years. Oh, yeah. Those things are resilient. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the end of my story until they aren't. It's true. <laughs> what happened to you, Aaron? Let's see. Well, I was working at Noble, a ah. local ad agency, as a lowly uh, assistant account executive, the intro role, basically right above intern. Uh, I was also trying to do freelance illustration, doing all these rock posters, roommates with Ryan at the uh, elegant bradford park apartment complex we had a lot of fun at that pool and we did yeah actually um i hurt myself at that pool oh my god it, yeah it wasn't that summer and it wasn't when we were roommates we actually lived there twice mm -hmm. or i lived there twice maybe i don't remember I no just you and and the first time i lived there i got really hammered and <laughs> uh like i i was at the pool i drank probably most of a bottle of rum and it had a there was a waterfall and that was built up with like walls of bricks. And mm -hmm. I was smartly trying to walk across the ledge of the waterfall. And when I, oh, I stepped God. on a part that was slick and I fell and my whole knee like smashed, oh, or just under God. my knee smashed I, on I some of the that. bricks. Mm -hmm. And um, and I remember I landed in the pool and it was you know pretty. It looked like it jaws. Painful. And I yeah I took and I of course I'm grabbing the wound and then I released it for a second and just this like mist of blood. Oh god! Probably they, turned the pool pink. You know they probably never sanitized that. <laughs> They're just like chlorine's yeah, fine. Yeah. My sister was there. Luckily, she took me to the emergency room. I had I got like twenty staples. Yeah, luckily, I, I didn't hurt my knee. Jesus. It was crazy. Uh, it looked like a Frankenstein. Yeah, wound. it was pretty gross. But anyway, that was that apartment complex. My DNA may still be there. <laughs> uh, I remember mine definitely is. Uh, to your point, MySpace was a thing. The Mojitos flip phones <laughs> were yeah. a thing. There was no smartphones yet. The iPhone would have had a couple of years to come out. I didn't even have a cell phone. I think it was announced. Maybe in two thousand five, but I don't think it was came out. Yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't have a cell phone either. But if you did, you either had a flip phone or mm -hmm. flip if you were really high end, you had a BlackBerry, so you could get emails. Um, online dating was still stigmatized in a way that mm -hmm. it's not stigmatizing. Uh, I wrote a blog about it. I don't know. <laughs> it feels like I'm talking about myself here because I'm not. I'm really talking about just the year now. <laughs> Everybody had Livestrong bracelets. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, uh, just talking more about the year 2005 mm -hmm. in general, cost of living, a dollar back then is worth 77 cents today. Mm -hmm. And, uh, a dollar today is worth a dollar 29. I gotcha. Okay. Um, so the, mm -hmm. basically 21, 9.1 inflation index. So yeah, if you'd spend a dollar for something today, you would have purchased it for 77 cents back then. <clears throat> a gallon, this is interesting though. A gallon of gas national average was $2.25 in 2005. Mm -hmm. That $2.25 is worth $2.90 in today dollars. Today's national gas average is $2.28, mm -hmm. which was basically a dollar 77 in 2005. $2,005, and but people <laughs> went crazy over gas prices yeah. in 2005. Gas has gotten it's been um, super expensive oh. since then, though, too. Well, now, right now, it's super cheap. Yeah, right now, it's super cheap. Well, the uh, peak gas price 2008 and 2011 were both peak at $3.26 and then $3.62 at 2011. Yeah. And then, thank God, we discovered fracking, so now it's like free gas all day That's long, right, guys? True. High five. Hey. 
<laughs> I will say uh, also I in reading some of the stuff I wrote I was deep into like liberal outrage fatigue because it was deep into the presidency of George W Bush mm-hmm. and um and now I, I guess from that I learned just not to read much yeah. which is how I deal with the world today yeah. because I can't don't I can't en- invest en- my energy don't engage yeah, I was there with you guys on that one. That that was the year that I think we discovered a lot of our friends were hyper conservative that we never would have guessed. We all were. I remember that was George Bush had just he kicked off his second term yeah. in two thousand five. Um, Tony Blair was elected for his third term. Oh, I forgot about Tony uh, Blair. He and yeah, I remember we went to see a, we went to a rally, a John Kerry rally. Yes. In St. Louis. Louis. I think this when you were the first time. I guess that would have been 2004, technically. But yeah, because it was right, the debate, like one of their debates was in St. Louis, and then there was rallies, obviously, right after that. The IRA announced an end to armed conflict. The troubles were over. No more troubles in Ireland. Everything is peachy keen. Catholics, Protestants, together again for the first time. (laughs) Great. Lance Armstrong, speaking of bracelets, won his seventh straight Tour de France. Good job, Lance Armstrong. All right. Nothing will ever be problematic with him. Uh, Ryan will like this one, if you didn't cover it already. Uh, Dennis Rader, the BTK killer, was uh, found and charged. Remember Terry Schiavo? Yep. This is <laughs> let's just be Death con- Watch. Let's just be controversial. <laughs> Her feeding tube was removed after uh, month, months of legal BS. Eric Rudolph, the Olympic Park bomber, was sentenced. I don't know why I it don't took so long. That. Wasn't the Olympic Park? Wasn't that 1996? I think that's a different. I'm no, talk- that's no, I'm talking about Atlanta. The Atlanta. Oh. 1996. There was a bombing, and I'm assuming that's who that. I should have read a little bit more about that. I just took a headline <laughs> and was like, didn't "Here we go." At all. Copy paste. Uh, New York City transport workers strike. Shut down New York City uh, subways and bus services for like three or four days. That's I have no memory of this. <laughs> London won the rights to host the 2012 Olympics. I don't know why anybody wants to host the Olympics. Yeah. I've heard it's kind of like when um, team owners of any sport threaten to move their team to another city. If you're if you're smart and you're a city, you just say, fuck you and let them go do it. Because mm-hmm. the the money that the we pay out in taxes, never you never get it back no. from the team. And I've heard the same thing about the Olympics. Yeah, it's never, always... That investment is never... Money suck. Never pays out. Then you're stuck okay. with a derelict, like, just facility. Yeah, structure. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of George W. Bush, as we were moments ago, uh, this was the year that George W. Bush at a G8 summit said, Hey, guys. Uh, I'm not going to legally uh, bind us to these carbon emission mm. standards that you want us to, to deal with, which is in direct conflict with Autobot City's many Earth-friendly <laughs> power <laughs> sources. I believe that... Good tie-in. Yeah, I needed something. I believe that <laughs> Autobot City was Leeds certified. <laughs> yes, they had hydroelectric power, they had solar power, they had oil derricks. Well, that's problematic, but... I think uh, uh, Dickhead Mountain is a... Uh, a historic monument now. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I go. There, I take the family there every year. That's where you can see everything from. Yes. We get yeah. to the tip top of it. The uh, <laughs> Supreme Court said that medicinal marijuana users can be prosecuted for violating federal drugs. Yeah, what a difference a decade makes. Uh, yeah. North Korea was all like, we got the bomb, bitches. 
Well, they're still kind of like that. <laughs> they are like that, but this was their first announcement that they had nuclear weapons. I don't know that we believed them at the time or not. I think we believe them now. But... We were like, prove it! <laughs> it was the axis of evil or whatever. And then um, Hurricane Katrina. Yeah. Uh, 1,835 fatalities, $125 billion in damage. Still number one tied with uh, Hurricane Harvey as the costliest tropical cyclone. I uh, actually they a, that's top, they need a recount to figure that. <laughs> I it's I, I had a Katrina fact as well uh, during uh, when Kanye West called out George Bush during mm-hmm. a concert for Hurricane Relief, saying he doesn't care about black people, yeah. which I found extremely ironic in the context of now he oh, supports yeah. a white supremacist. Oh yeah, well yeah, uh, he he's, he's lost his mind. Oh, he's, he's crazy. Mike Myers, he did. He was uh, yeah. Mike Myers, that, that was so, so like a deer in headlights. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the Poor guy. I mean, I think uh, he's he's passionate, Mister West. He's he's, he's insane. Passionate. He's passionate. He's contrarian. Uh, There's he's, some speculation not, that he has like a some kind of disorder. <laughs> I think I think he definitely would admit bipolar. But uh, my wife would say that uh, the head trauma that he suffered as a result of a car crash. Like right before he got really famous, like that there's long, you know, there's repercussions of that. I would that absolutely just, that are just manifesting itself in the last few years. Assume that's true. Head trauma, one of the number one uh, coincidental uh, cases where uh, a lot of serial killers have head injury. Oh Jesus! Oh, wow. mm-hmm. oh. like lots. I, I remember a cookie jar fell on my head when I was a kid. What does that mean? I don't know. Did you get a concussion? Like concussion? Like it, there's a reason that a lot of football players are so there's there's research that links head injury and concussion to anger issues. Well, try and avoid it if you can. Don't so. get hurt. <laughs> Everybody, stay safe. Okay, I'm going to cover a few general pop culture uh, points here. That's news and politics. A couple pop cultural points, and then I'll let somebody else talk for a minute. Okay. Splitsville. Oh, Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston. They divorced this year. Mm. Denise Richards filed for divorce from Charlie Sheen. Denise Richards. Renee Zellweger and Kenny Chesney met, got married, and got their marriage annulled in 2005. (laughs) Speaking of people who lost their mind, she seems problematic. Like she has problems. And Spike and Carly. They broke up. Got back together, though. I see what you did there. <laughs> it was just a hiatus. They were on a break. Is that where she was in the movie? They were divorced. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They were separated. Exactly. That's why nobody was taking care of Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> um, Russell Crowe pleaded guilty to second-degree assault after he threw a phone at a hotel employee. <laughs> Michael, Michael Jackson was found not guilty of child molestation. Wow, that was 2005. I feel like that was a fourteen-week trial. Well, he had two. um, He had two things that he went through. One, he ended up settling out of court, and then this one, he's like, "I'm taking it all away," and he won. I don't think he touched any kids. I think he just didn't know under how the world worked. Um, That's a really good. uh, I mean, regardless of how you feel about it, there is a good um, stand-up where Dave Chappelle says, "You know, he doesn't think." That uh, Michael Jackson was trying to molest kids or molest kids or abuse sexually abuse kids. He says that Michael Jackson was trying to impress the kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, look, I have a, like, look at my pet monkey or look at my carnival. I think that's because, probably true. Yeah, because Michael, and I'm saying this without really, I maybe he, I don't, I just don't want to piss anybody off. <laughs> Okay. All those Michael Jackson haters out there. I don't want to take any kind of stand. But, but I, I, I think there was a huge element of him 
being famous since he was very young and probably not having much of a well definitely didn't have a normal childhood Mm-mm. there's and some pretty arrested development yeah, there yeah. and some child beatings and so by I, his I think he was he could connect better with kids and he wanted to like impress i think he kind of also was like wanted to recapture a childhood you know it, but and a, recapture a child in a bit <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I agree with you guys, though. I, I, I mean, I don't know whether or not that sure. he uh, diddled a kid, but or fiddled, 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 fiddled killed a kid, kid fiddler. Uh, but, but uh, I guess you have to uh, give him the benefit of the doubt since he won that court case. Yeah. Either way, weird guy. Yeah. Parents probably shouldn't have been letting their kids spend the night over at Michael no. Jackson's yeah. house. I agree with you there. I don't yeah. know why you'd let a child spend the night at anybody's house that they're not related to, yeah. but... Yeah, I agree with you there. Speaking of weird guys, this was the beginning of Tom Cruise's crazy uh, starting to shine through. I had that note, through. too! The couch uh, jump? The couch jump. The yeah. Oprah couch jump moment. I love Katie Holmes! Yeah. Nobody take medication. Uh, speaking of weirdos and kids, as we just were, Nicolas Cage had a son this year that he named Cal L. Yes. I forgot all about that. that? Yeah. Uh, this should have been in the in the relationships part. Jude Law was busted for cheating on his fiancée, Sienna Miller, with their nanny. Uh, but Sienna, in turn, was also boning <laughs> Daniel Craig behind Jude Law's back. So I guess wow. it's all, Hot fair, all fair play. <laughs> Kanye, who, who wins in that situation? Daniel Craig. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he does. And the well, and the nanny. Yeah. And the nanny. <laughs> yeah. So uh Bill Cosby, people forget this. Uh there was a, f- a first sexual assault lawsuit. Um, a Temple University employee alleged mm-hmm. that he drugged and fondled, or nine women oh. with similar stories agreed to testify. So that's it started. But prosecutors declined to file criminal charges. Oh wow. Wow, so it's, it kind of it started at that point. Yeah, I didn't remember that. It, it's I remember that hitting the news, but then everybody forgot about it, and then it you know then it came back up and became a thing. Um, Believe the women. Drawing Muhammad was all the rage back yeah. in 2005, with the emphasis on rage. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah. Uh, so, uh, there were lots of violent protests. I think it was a Dutch cartoon. That yeah, kind of, uh, made it big. Notable deaths. And then we'll get into somebody else for a little bit. I have a notable death section, too. Oh, do you? Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. I wrote some funny stuff with it. (laughs) We'll see whose is better. Okay. Notable deaths. Noted golf swing pantomimer Johnny Carson died in 2005. (laughs) Famous cocaine abuser John Z. DeLorean died in 2005. Celebrated white robe wearer John Paul II died in 2005. (laughs) Celebrated black robe wearer William Rehnquist died in 2005. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, Arthur Miller, most famous, of course, for <laughs> locking down Marilyn Monroe for six years. Locking down? And then uh, Peter Jennings, Rosa Parks, Pat Morita, and Richard Pryor, who we referred to at the top of the show, all were celebrities that passed away in 2005. Is there anybody else who passed away in 2005 that you'd like to talk about right yes, now, Kate? Yes, I would. Um, Ann Bancroft. From the graduate. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, Mrs. Oh, Robinson. Yeah. Uh, Vincent Schiavelli. Uh, he was kind of the, um, he was uh, known for um, being uh, in different movies such as he was in The Great Gatsby. He was in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Night Shift. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Buckaroo Banzai. Amadeus. Better Off Dead. He's just kind of an odd looking guy. <laughs> okay. Let me see him again. Yeah, yeah let me, let me, um, 
You've seen him in different movies. Oh, Ghost. Oh, yeah, he was the subway guy in Ghost. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know why that's my touchstone for that guy, but because he was probably his most notable role. I think so. He was uh, uh, also okay. So that's that guy. I remember him in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah, he has a very distinct look. Mm -hmm. Uh, Paul Winchell, who was the voice of Tigger, passed away. Uh, Aussie Davis, who uh, was uh, JFK in Bubba Hotep. Mm hmm. Um, Great movie. Matthew Matthew McGroy, the (laughs) big, huge, giant guy in Big Fish. Oh, Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. The the John Vernon, who was the dean in Animal House and then a bunch of other movies. Yeah, Dean Wormer. Vern Troy died recently, didn't he? Vern Troyer? Vern Troyer. I don't think it was recent. Oh, okay. Are you just bringing that because his <laughs> name is similar to John Brennan? Yes. Okay. Uh, Bob, De- Bob Denver died in 2005. He was Gilligan from Gilligan's oh, okay. Island. All right. Uh, a big one, James Doohan. Scotty. Yeah, Scotty. Scotty died. Thurl Ravenscroft, who was the voice of Tony the Tiger. Definitely not. That was a real name. Uh, you know what, guys, though? He was great. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Uh, Mitch Hedberg. Oh, wow. Oh. That was 2005. Shit. Uh, Luther Vandross. I did read that one. I couldn't come up with a funny joke about it. So. No? <laughs> Luther Vandross? Yeah. That's the additional ones. The other ones you, you touched on. Um, so, yeah. And, but there was I, I, the, the celebrity deaths category for 2005 on the IMDb. Had three thousand two hundred and one <laughs> names. In There's it. that many celebrities. Right. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So some of them are quote uh, unquote was, celebrities. Was, yeah. So that's but that's the ones that stood out that I thought were would be of interest to us sure. and our listeners. Would, well, I, did, did you do a literature segment or just a segment about one particular person? That, this might be a good time to talk about. Well, I I was not. hoping to. I have a very. I have just a little bit to talk about left in the celebrity death section. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead. No. Set me up. Sure. Hunter S. Thompson. As oh, we were talk who? About. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so and we all know who Hunter S. Thompson is. Gonzo journalist, uh, uh, writer. Uh, Fear and Loathing. Fear and Loathing. Um, he know, gads, man. He hells angels. Mm, um, beat the shit out of him. Other stuff. Uh, but he uh, he died on February 20th, 2005 from a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the yep. head. Uh, that and, really bummed me out when I learned that. Yeah. Like, that was, I mean, I, I had a, I have a big, I had a big affinity, you know, for Hunter S. Thompson, and not even just because of like his writing and stuff like that. But I'm like, yeah, I can get how that you can just want to take yourself well, out. Well, he he left a um, uh, a note for his note. wife. Uh, it says, no more games, no more bombs, no more walking, no more fun, no more swimming. Sixty-seven. That is seventeen years past fifty. 17 more than I needed or wanted. Boring. I am always bitchy. No fun for anybody. 67. You are getting greedy. Act your old age. Relax. This won't hurt. And that was so the last... very Hunter death note. Last thing you ever wrote. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, and so. if you're feeling like this, get help. Like, yeah. reach out to somebody. Because I understand these feelings, too. I have yeah. had them. And, yeah, it's, you know, you can, you can maybe, maybe he could have been helped, but he didn't want to. So, yeah. Well, I I don't know anything about, like, depression or anything like that. I know I understand he had, uh, was having some back major, like, physical pain. <clears throat> I mean, he was 67. He lived a life. I don't know if it was more, <laughs> like, oh, I looked at it less of, like, succumbing to some disease and more just leaving on your terms. Like, you know, we've got 
half of our lives left in front of us, but it's not really the Speak good half. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Uh, but, you know, when you get to that age, like, you're, you're still just not as good as right now or your 20s. What are you, where are you, going, I, where are you going with this? Uh, if you're older than 40, <laughs> just <laughs> give accept, up. Accept the inevitable. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like the older I get, the like, I enjoy the my life a little more the older I get, it gets a little less depressing for me, I guess. Um, and maybe that's just a perspective thing. And maybe that'll change when I get to 67. But like, I would not go through my 20s or 30s again for any amount of money. It was a pretty unfortunate time for me. Yeah. We're glad you pulled through it. It was There's a, still time. It was it was interesting to watch, that's for sure. Yeah, great. <laughs> As a spectator sport, it was top notch. It could be a movie. Yeah. But yeah, I think we all had an affinity for Hunter S. Thompson. A lot of people, like Gen X people, like yeah. Hunter S. Thompson just had this, like kids who went to college around our time really were into him. But I think to yeah. actually know him, he was probably kind of, I mean, I didn't know him, but I mean, as those people that did, I mean, sure, he had people like Johnny Depp and like these kind of psychophants uh, that, uh, that clung on to him. But I think he was kind of an asshole. Probably. He was definitely, what's the word I'm looking for? Just to, he only really cared about himself. It felt um, like I think his son. I sorry, go ahead. I, well, I think his son published a biography that goes into some detail around mm-hmm. that. But like Hunter wasn't a big part of his kids' lives or right. some of his kids' lives. I and, can see that. Uh, I think for many creative people, there's a certain amount of selfishness there. Like um, uh, uh, Jim Henson's daughter was not very happy with him because yeah. he was never around. But it's you know he had a passion. and It was not his kids. Right. Yeah, it's probably a, a mixture of maybe like highly creative people, true artists, and also people that are prolific and just highly competent <laughs> and focused. I think that there's probably, you don't hear about the people that do it right. Maybe. And that's true too. Yeah, six, there's a lot, there's not a huge Venn diagram overlap of very successful people and good dad. <laughs> right. I think. Uh, what do you mean? I mean, I'm, what I'm, I think there's probably a lot of very successful people out there that are good dads. I guess it depends I, on I how you define base, success. You base, what are you basing that on? The that you I've there are very few instances where I've heard of a, someone's right. kid saying Which, that they were a good dad, well, and it's somebody who's famous and rich. Back to the point. I'm saying people are more likely to talk about bad things than good things. Sure. I don't know though. I. I don't think there's data to support your point necessarily. Or it's probably. not. I mean, on, I don't have the hand. figures on hand. It's not on hand. You probably do hear about the bad stuff. Sure. However, I do think that as a personality trait, people that are highly successful and driven in their careers or their chosen platforms uh, don't have the best marriages or family lives because the work takes precedence over the family life. But... We'll find out. Caleb will do the research and he'll get back to us <laughs> we'll get, on our next special episode of Autopod we'll Acceptance. We'll put a pin in that. Family matters. <laughs> uh, to, to bring it back around to Hunter S. Thompson real quick to finish it off. Mm-hmm. Uh, so his uh, his funeral, his ashes were fired out of a cannon mm-hmm. in a ceremony funded by Johnny Depp. And attendees uh, included uh, his friends Jack Nicholson and Senator John Kerry. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah, back to John Kerry. Um, so who's in an episode of Cheers? John Kerry's in Cheers. Yeah, he was a senator from Massachusetts because he was a senator at the time. Yep. Back in the 80s. Yep. Did you know he was also like uh, he was? Um, I don't know if he was a if he was a POW or uh, something like that. 
He was in Vietnam. Yeah, he definitely was active. He was a uh, uh, he he I think was uh, like uh, co- like captain of a, a PT boat or something yeah. like that. So. But you know the Swift boat veterans will tell you the real truth behind exactly. <laughs> Remember that? Whole yes. Thing? <laughs> no. It became a phrase: getting Swift boated. Okay. Uh, basically, Republicans found a bunch of guys to tell stories about how John Kerry is not a war hero. Oh. It's also like a, <clears throat> into, tied in with calling people and lead, having leading questions of like neither response is good or like imply it's the whole fox news thing where you're you just ask a question that has no basis in reality how would you feel if we told you that john Kerry murdered your cousin exactly <laughs> well i wouldn't like that at all yeah. <laughs> you don't want that as your president <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, yeah that's, that's me thank you caleb brian do you have a what, what do you want to talk about i had tv and movies well why don't you do that okay I looked up, this was weird, and in addition to just being a time in my life that I'm like, I, I was just not great, I guess, I looked up the movies and TV, and I'm like, eh, I don't think I liked any of these movies that were like, <laughs> they were the top, these are the top grossing films of 2005. Number 10 was Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Uh, oh. Number 9 was Madagascar. 8, Batman Begins. Uh, 7, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, which is fine. It's not bad. Uh, 6 it's is Wedding good. Crashers, which is also okay. Uh, five, King Kong. Four, War of the Worlds. Three, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Two, The Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. And one, number one, was Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith, which is fine. It's not, also not terrible. It's that was the, the highest grossing. That was the highest Wars. grossing. It was the highest grossing film of 2005. Because those were those were awesome big movies. Yeah. Wow. The, the uh, of course, Mr. and Mrs. Smith would be uh, the movie that broke up Brangelina. <laughs> Tying it all or back no, around. It created Brangelina. It created Brangelina. Broke up Bradifer. Gen, 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 oh, Jennifer Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Brad Brad Pittston. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that happened. I was so excited when the announcement came out. Tim Burton's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Like, yeah. I thought it was gonna be I remember reading about it in Rolling Stone. I was like, Tim Burton's the shit. But here's the deal. Tim Burton really only has about one out of ten movies that are any good. I'm a, I'm I'm kind of anti Tim. Burton. I would put it lower. I mean, I put it like maybe one out of twenty. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I don't. I would put it at like one out of four, one out of three. I think okay. Big Fish is a good movie. It is. I mean, I, like, I think Pee Wee's Big Adventure is one of the best movies ever made. Sure, I love the the first and second Batman. Um, I I think the first Batman is great. The second Batman is alright. It's a Christmas movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sure is. <laughs> I know. Clench teeth. I, uh, did he do Adam's Family? Nightmare Before Christmas. Of course. Yeah, I mean, he produced it. Yeah. I, I think it was based on but, his artwork styles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say though that I do not like what's the movie with Mark Wahlberg where he goes into space and there's monkey people. Planet, Planet of the, of the Apes. Apes. Oh, Planet <laughs> of the Apes. Yeah, not so much. No, I hated that movie. Yeah. Uh, Edward Scissorhands was all right. Oh, yeah. I like it. He does have yeah, a lot. I mean, the, the thing is, that's his original storytelling is good. Big Fish is a good um, movie. I, but I don't know. Some of his... Uh, well, let's talk about his failures. Uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't hate it I, as much as everybody I, else seems to. I, I'm okay with it. I liked it fine. I haven't seen the Alice in Wonderland movies, but they were I, fairly panned. That looks... Not good. Like I just, just the visuals on that looks not good. Um, Mar- I feel like Mars Attacks is hit and miss. There are things oh, I like about. I love it. Mars Sorry. Attacks. I yeah. take that. But I love Mars Attacks. That's a great movie. 
I think for me, whenever it, it, like the ones that I like, I really like, and the ones I don't yeah. are like I don't hate them. Oh, Beetlejuice. Yeah, you, I think you mentioned. that. I said that earlier. Oh, okay. Yeah, but uh, oh, I did. I, he's doing the Dumbo remake. I don't know why that needs to be in existence. Slow down, Ed. Ed Wood. I'm just going. Oh. The, I'm going down to the bottom here. Yeah. So where he, I guess his first major film was Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Everything yeah, else was shorts. such a great movie. Uh, Sleepy Hollow's kind of mediocre. That was mediocre. Uh, yeah. Planet of the Apes was really, I think, his first big miss. Uh, because I think people... Was Edward Wood critically liked? I think so. Um, the World of Stain Boy. I don't know anything about that big fish. Corpse Bride's fine. Um, Sweeney... I think people think Sweeney Todd is pretty mm-hmm. good. I like it. People don't like Alice in Wonderland. They don't like Dark Shadows. Yeah, Dark I don't Shadows know anything about Frank and Weenie. I think Big Eyes was sort of was fairly well regarded. All right, well, I take yeah, back okay. everything I yeah. said. I, we'll say I, not I'll one say, in ten. Yeah. We'll say a solid, maybe even thirty-three percent. There you go. I'll, I'll really accept good. some, but one in ten is a bit extreme. In fact, <laughs> I might even flip the numbers and say sixty-six percent of his movies are good. Two out of three. Thirty-three I think that seems about right. are not good, and <clears throat> but those thirty-three just suck so hard that it, it kind of drains the life out of his. Movies. <laughs> I, I kind of made my God. own little list of movies I liked from two thousand five. Uh, which was Walk the Line, oh, Sin City, Sky High, um, which is a Kurt Russell superhero movie. Yeah. Um, it's a Robert Rodriguez movie, right? I think so. Yeah, Sky uh, High. Is? We watched it on a on a bus in Mexico, as a matter of fact. When we went to uh, Coba, directed by Mike Mitchell, written oh, by no, Robert Rodriguez did Sin City though, which is a good true. Movie. Uh, and then Waiting, which is the Ryan Reynolds movie. About You're thinking of Spy Kids. Yeah. Ah. That's right. Um, the forty-year-old virgin and Brokeback Mountain. I've still never seen Brokeback. Mountain. Really? That's a good movie. It's great. But forty-year-old virgin is a classic, classic comedy. Classic Carell. I think at the time I saw that, which I saw it a couple of years after it came out, uh, I hadn't laughed as hard at a movie <laughs> in in forever. Bags of sand. <laughs> uh, and that that basically created or recreated the whole Apatow thing. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, okay. What what else you want to talk about? Uh, well, let's do the TV of 2005. Oh, okay. Um, some shows that I liked. <laughs> um, The Office, uh, the U.S. version, My Name is Earl, American mm. Dad, The Colbert Report started in 2005, mm-hmm. uh, The Boondocks, um, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. That show's still great. It's good. Uh, Robot Chicken, Iron Chef America, and Intervention, which is a show I watch when I want to feel better about myself. Yeah. Uh, shows that other people seem to like for whatever reason is How I Met Your Mother, uh, Criminal Minds, <laughs> Grey's Anatomy, and Dancing with the Stars. Those were the top shows of the year? No, just shows that came out in that year. that oh, they, People like, but Ryan doesn't. Yes. Gotcha. Um, yeah. I think How I Met Your Mother had some magic when it uh, first started, but unlike It's Always Sunny, as it moved on, it, I mean, it lost its magic and wasn't great anymore i've never seen an episode but it does always look, sunny no of, of uh, how i, I met your mother but I i've seen bits and i'm like i don't really want it's this. enjoyable enough but uh it was I, I could see how it has a formulaic sort of feel to it intervention mm-hmm. oh my gosh i have not seen very many episodes of that but i always come back to that i think it's oh i know what you're gonna say it's such a sad show right are these people have problems big 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 problems their family wants to help it's a little exploitative because it's on TV, but but there was one episode that I feel like I've seen three times every time in Ryan's <laughs> presence where the person who's an addict is addicted to inhalants. 
and and you know she would do what did they call that those interviews where you're like you're in the room by yourself and you're uh yeah i've just got this problem yeah, the confessional i'm trying yeah the confessional she's like i'm doing what i can to get over it <laughs> but it's like from off off camera out of screen it she just brings this fucking can up and snorts it and it's so unintentionally funny because she's staring directly to camera i could not stop laughing at her pain because it's just the most i'm sorry it is a very silly thing to be addicted to to begin with but it just looks silly you can't help it right that she just can't help it well and she brought it with her to the confessional confessional (laughs) she brought she brings it from out of frame to it is the funniest thing it was almost like it wasn't even really her arm like it was (laughs) like it was a puppet's arm that just comes up from out of nowhere i'll put that bit up on our website yeah i always was bummed out on that show where um they try really hard to get the person to go to rehab, and the person would finally agree to it. I'm, you know, I shouldn't make light of this shit, but um, it, they visit them, you know, after they've been in rehab, like, yeah, I'm turning my life around and um, seeing life better now. And and then they always would end it with a statement, and it says, mm-hmm. like, two weeks later, they were on drugs. <laughs> yeah, somewhere. that was so always like, a real bummer. Damn it. Yeah, and eighty so. percent of the time, I'm sure that was the case. It's hard it, to get addiction, off drugs. Addiction <laughs> addiction's is, tough. Addiction's a terrible thing. Yeah, there was one woman on there who was a millionaire, and she just took limos everywhere. Yeah, that was and, crazy. And like, but also she has fuck you money. So like, what are you threatening her with? Right. Like, there's no. I'm gonna. How are you gonna cut me off? Like, yeah. Because usually it's like I'm gonna stop paying for your phone. No, she just had. That, she had a lot of money, and she was spending it very weird way. Mm-hmm. She didn't like the flies. She would just take a limo everywhere, mm-hmm. like hundreds of miles. Yep. Was intervention? Uh, well, first of all, what was her problem? Was she a drunk? She was an alcoholic. Yeah. Uh, was she a drunk? What, is intervention the one that had the lady that couldn't stop drinking her own piss? No, there was another. I think show you're talking about a, my strange addiction. Oh, probably. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's okay. <laughs> Let's not even go there. <laughs> Please. It didn't come out in 2005. No, that's not. right. I like to back think to back at I, the Transformers. I like to think of all this happening in the periphery of what we see, <laughs> actually see. Like, like in the movie, George W. Bush is president. Like, like, uh, uh, like, uh, Hot, uh, hot rods. They're driving him and Daniel are driving to Dickhead Mountain, and they pass on the street on the road. The the lady in the limo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And she just screams some cat lady shit at him yeah, out the yeah. window as they. She pass. did have a cat. <laughs> did it go in the limo with her? Yeah, them? I think so. Oh, I just had, just to round out this uh, the segment of events. I had a t- two or three little short things. Uh, Doctor Who returned to the BBC after uh, sixteen years. Um, Star Trek Enterprise aired its final episode, ending the eighteen year run of an ongoing series on the air in the in the franchise. Oh, <laughs> I didn't realize that was that was that. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I didn't realize I did, that was I that. didn't realize that was that. Uh, and Fox canceled the show Who's Your Daddy after one episode. <laughs> who, who was in Who's Your Daddy? Well, who was it, your daddy? It was an adult. It was a reality show, game show, that an adult put up for adoption as a baby has to choose their biological father from 25 men. And if they're right, they win $100,000. Good Lord. It's That's got really understandable why it didn't make it. Wow. This was the around a, a peak reality trash era. Yeah, remember the game show, I think also on Fox, where you were hooked up to a lie detector? Yeah. <laughs> like, why would anyone agree to go on this show? Oh, money. Money, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and attention. 
Mm -hmm. Um, I will take over a section now of music. Uh, Musical milestones. Oh. Uh, Here's a few things that happened. Destiny's Child announced its plans to disband. Mm. Guitar Hero became the video game craze. I still have like four of those guitars. Uh, It was such a fun game. It is crazy how everybody all of a sudden had it and played it. It's still a game in Incredible Pizza. It makes makes normal people feel like they're musicians. (laughs) Normies. A young country music upstart named Carrie Underwood mm. crushed her opponents on American <laughs> Idol. Yep. The uh, but to bring it back to the movie, the prediction that pop metal would be the dominant form of music in the year two thousand five. Well, that was a bold prediction that did not pan out. <laughs> the Billboard Top one hundred singles for the year two thousand five. Are you going to read all one hundred of them? No, 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 no. <laughs> Jesus. The top one hundred is the is the list. Oh, I'm going to give you the, the the songs that were at the top of the top one hundred. Gotcha. Throughout the year, uh, that was so in January through February. Mario, let me love you. Do you remember that song? Nope. Smash no. hit. Uh, I'm sure you remember this song, 50 Cent featuring Olivia Candy Shop, March yeah. 5th through April 30th. I wish I didn't know that one. Oh, well, it's not that song. <laughs> uh, then the Ms. Gwen Stefani <laughs> took over the charts in May for uh, with the song Hollaback Girl. Yeah, I love Gwen Stefani. Times have been round yep. that track and it's not I'm down with that. I'm down with like that. that. There ain't no Hollaback Girl. <laughs> Shit's bananas. Yeah. B-A-N-A-N-S. I just got Andy a... Um, uh, she loves Gwen Stefani because she's from California, and I got her a, a Gwen Stefani uh, long sleeve shirt. Was uh, was Andy from L.A. or Orange County? Andy was actually from L.A. County. County. She was not LA from. County. She was gotcha. not from Anaheim, okay. but okay, she gotcha. was. They, she can still like, no doubt. It's okay. <laughs> Gwen Stefani. It'd be like me liking someone in Springfield, even though I grew up in Nixa. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a bigger distance there, but yeah, I'm yeah. with you. Yeah. Uh, then taking over her is Mariah Carey. Uh, with the song We Belong Together. That was the, at the top of the charts June 11th through June 25th. Then she was upstaged on July 2nd by Carrie Underwood, Inside Your Heaven. That song was at the top of the charts for one week, and then the Mariah Carey song came back, and oh. basically July through September was all Mariah Whoa. Carey. Yeah, that was all together. That song was on the charts for 14 weeks. Um, that was the b- biggest performer of that year. Another solid performer t- for 10 weeks. Uh, Kanye West owned the charts with his song Gold Digger. Uh, he ain't messing with no broke brokes, as you might recall. Oh, yeah. And then the year closed out with a pre felonious assault conviction. Uh, Chris Brown, his song Run It, uh, basically the end of November through the end of December. So that was the, that was the, the Hot 100 singles. The Hot 100 albums is interesting because it's like there's only really maybe 12, less than, there's really only less, like maybe 10 artists that top the singles chart. But a lot of artists, like it's more diversified when you look at the albums. So Eminem Encore had a top album. Green Day American Idiot was a top album. The Game, The Documentary, Kenny Chesney, Three Doors Down, Ray Charles. I'm not going to say this correctly. Omarion. Uh, 50 Cent, Mariah Carey, Rob Thomas, Bruce Springsteen. Nine Inch Nails, Dave Matthews Band, System of a Down, Audio Slave, Coldplay, George Strait, Robert Kelly, of course. Uh, <laughs> Faith, gotta be formal about it. R. Kelly. Oh. Uh, Stained, Hillary Duff, Kanye West, Paul Wall, Disturbed, Gretchen Wilson, Nickelback, Alicia Keys, Ashley Simpson, Destiny's Child, and Madonna all had <laughs> okay. number one albums 
none of those are really close to what we hear on the Transformers the movie soundtrack. I guess you could argue maybe System of a Down, Audio Slave, and Stained are descendants of uh, the pop metal from the soundtrack. Not really. No. I mean, it's, <laughs> well, I guess you could say that pop metal ultimately succumbed to what was alt rock or modern rock. And then this is like new metal, the worst of the worst of the worst of modern rock. Like what well, modern rock basically yeah. evolved well, into new I metal, should, and my, my some opinion, of it's bad. I don't want to offend any of our listeners. I just don't like. I didn't like that era of metal. I feel like these new metal people, though, System of a Down, Audio Slave, and perhaps Stained. I think Stained became a caricature of itself, or yeah. like a caricature I, of, the, of, of the genre. I can but, listen to System of yeah, Down. Yeah, System of a Down is awesome. Yeah, yeah. And Audio Slave wasn't as good as like Rage Against the Machine, but it was a proper yeah. analog. Anyway. Okay, fair enough. Grammys. You 2 cleaned up the Grammys that year uh, with Best Rock Performance, Best Rock Album, Song of the Year, and Album of the Year. Uh, the album they were on was uh, Dismantle an Atomic Bomb, which is the one that had that song like, Hello, hello, uno, dos, trace, catorce. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> hello, hello. It was a cool Hola. video. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Green Day took home record of the year with their song uh, Boulevard of Broken Dreams. The best new artist that year. This is how long ago this was. John Legend was best new artist. He also won best R&B album, best male R&B performance. Kanye West cleaned up the rap category with best rap solo performance, Gold Digger, best rap song, and uh, best rap album of late registration. Other winners included Kelly Clarkson, Maroon 5, Stevie Wonder, Gorillaz, Burt Bacharach, Chemical Brothers, you like them, Tony Bennett, <laughs> Tony Bennett, uh, Bruce Springsteen, System of a Down, Slipknot, White Stripes, Mariah Carey, Beyonce, Aretha Franklin, Jay-Z, and the Black Eyed Peas. You know, when I hear lineups like that, I can understand, I can start to understand, like, Ryan's aversion to music. <laughs> <laughs> What's your problem with this lineup? Is it is it Black Eyed Peas? <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. Is it? Uh, we it's don't not have, a bad I don't, lineup. I don't, we don't have to go. But here's what I think about it. It just like, I think it's a common uh, it's a common critique of the Grammys that they're kind of out of touch, mm-hmm. and that feels like an out of touch list of people, with the exception of like maybe some of the rap acts, but Burt Bacharach and Tony Bennett. And yeah. I don't remember what the categories were. Bruce Springsteen's oldest fucking white dude. <laughs> So that takes me to probably the biggest musical event of the year, which was the Live 8 concert. Uh, do you guys remember the Live 8 concert? It took place I the name. over, I believe, eight different like, cities. That, you got to realize that I was really into writing that autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got Scott Joplin covered from yeah. the musical front. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so the Live 8 concert was put together by Bob De- Geldof, similar to the Live, Live Aid, Aid concert. Live Aid, yeah. And it was about global poverty with, a, I think, really more of a focus on African poverty. But eight cities. London, Berlin, Rome, Philadelphia, Barrie, uh, Chiba in Japan, Johannesburg. I always, is it Johannesburg or Johannesburg? Johannesburg? I think it's Johannesburg. Moscow, Cornwall, and Edinburgh all had simultaneous big you mean concerts. Edinburgh? Edinburgh. Come on. Hold on. Okay, so the R G H is just kind of pronounced like. I, let's see, maybe it's, it's like how it's pronounced. How do you, Tim's. How do you like? Let's go to how do you pronounce? Oh, Edinburgh. Aha! <laughs> okay. 
All right. All right. Well, we got it. We do okay. have a lot of UK listeners. Yeah, I don't want to. So my apologies for that. And so in Edinburgh. Uh, you, mean, in, you mean Edinburgh. Edinburgh. So um, let's see. A couple notable things about the concert. It, it, it had the reunion of Pink Floyd. Uh, with Roger Waters, which was the first time he'd performed with the band since 1981. Um, a couple other pieces around it. So the London concert had Annie, Annie Lennox, Coldplay, Elton John. The London concert was where it's at. George Michael, Joss Stone, Madonna, Mariah Carey, Paul McCartney, Pink Floyd, R.E.M., Robbie Williams, Scissor Sisters. Remember those? They were a thing. Yep. I saw, yeah, we saw them in concert. No, you, I saw them in concert in uh, Columbia, Missouri. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was good. Any good? Yeah, it was good. How many song. people are in that band? Like five. Well, that's a that's a strong strong. Five one. or six. I don't know. Uh, Snoop Dogg, Snow Patrol, The Killers, The Who, U two, uh, Paris had Shakira, Dido, Muse, and The Cure, and I only listed the ones that I knew or cared about. In Berlin, you had Aha, Green Day, Phil Collins, and Brian Wilson. Rome, the only people I'd ever heard of in the Rome were Faith Hill and Tim McGraw were randomly there. Interesting. Uh, Philadelphia would have been a fun one to go to. Alicia Keys, Black Eyed Peas. Uh, Dave Matthews Band, Britney Spears, Disney's Child, Jay-Z, Stevie Wonder, Simon and Garfunkel, and DJ Jazzy Jeff. Will Smith hosted the event and led the crowd in a phenomenal performance of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air theme song. No way! That's you fun. can find it on YouTube, actually. That's it's pretty fun. cool. Uh, in Barrie, Ontario, I'm assuming I'm pronouncing that right, Bare Naked Ladies, Brian Adams, Buck Cherry, basically <laughs> Neil Young, all the biggest Canadian yeah. stars performed. Was that Yes one. there? Um, yes, was Motley Crue yes, a Canadian yes band? Yes was not a Canadian band. They weren't? Rush. Sure? Rush, Rush is what I'm thinking yes of. Yes was really... I, oh, Tom it Cochran ends in was a similar there. sound. It's one word. Yeah. Yep. In uh, Chiba, Japan, you had Bjork and Good Charlotte. In Johannesburg, I did, only band I'd heard of that was there was Orchestra uh, Baobab, which uh, that's the only thing anybody knows about performers <laughs> in Johannesburg. Moscow had the Pet Shop Boys. Cool. Uh, in Cornwall, England, Dido made an appearance over there as well. And in Edinburgh, <laughs> uh, Edinburgh. Annie Lennox, and this is awesome, James Brown performed there. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Brian, we were roommates at the time. I remember speaking of the pool at Bradford Park, <laughs> listening to the broadcast of the Live 8 on XM Radio down at the Wait, pool. I still drunk. have that XM Radio <laughs> in my basement. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> so that is music, Caleb. Sports. <laughs> Why, uh, let's talk about the sports of well, 2005. Why don't so, we? um, when Aaron uh, when Aaron uh, told me what topics I had to talk about, uh, he, he I got sports, and Aaron suggested I talk about the 2005 Olympics. It was just a suggestion. Yeah, it's, <laughs> well, unfortunately, there were no winter or summer Olympics that year. What? No, there was no Olympics that year. Well, it's only every four years. Yeah. Why did it come up on a list of things that happened in 2000? You're right. It's an odd year. Yeah. So okay. <laughs> why don't you come? I like the idea that maybe you just sent him on a fool's errand. Well, <laughs> well, fuck uh, the peoplehistory dot com. Where <laughs> some for, for all I know, everything I took from this website is like wrong. Google right now. Katrina Greece, definitely happened right now. Google Greece Summer Olympics two thousand four. Okay. All right. So, but but there was probably a lot of great sporting things. Well, that happened. there was one in particular that I want to talk about. <laughs> mm -hmm. And and I would say it's of equal importance if not more important than the Summer Olympics. 
And that would be in August 21st of 2005 in Washington, D.C. There was the WWE SummerSlam. What? (laughs) And we're talking about a huge uh, uh, matchup. Uh, You had Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. In which he was um, was he Hollywood Hogan at this point? No, or? he was past that. Actually, ah. he was past his prime. He was fifty two at the time. Jesus Christ! And he uh, he wrestled Shawn Michaels. He was forty, and it was a uh, there's different there's different lineups, different matches here. Mm-hmm. But that was the main the main draw. Hulk Hogan won that one. Uh, you had uh, Batista. Uh, versus John Layfield. Batista, we all know, uh, from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Blade Runner 2, The Legend of Curly's Gold. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they wanted. They were settling a feud. Uh, no, wait. They were not settling a feud. Hulk Hogan and Shawn Michaels settled a feud. Batista and John were fighting for the World Heavyweight Champion belt, which Batista won. Uh, you also had uh, Chris Jericho, uh, fighting our our man John Cena from the oh, Bumblebee ah, movie, Bumblebee. WWE champion belt. John Cena won that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's interesting what they're they're fighting for. Like you know, you've got the World Heavyweight Championship belt. You've got the uh, WWE Championship belt. Here's an interesting one. Uh, you got Rey Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero. Uh, the the winner of that fight uh, gained the custody of Rey Mysterio's child. So stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid. Thankfully, uh, Ray Mysterio. Uh, thankfully, Ray Mysterio uh, won that and got to keep his own child. Like, there was there were wrestling matches where, and this is very gross and sexist, but like the the winner would Over the win woman. the woman of yeah. The, yeah the wife or whatever. Like Miss Miss Elizabeth. Yes. Like Miss Elizabeth. You know that was my terrible. Uh, uh, Red Randy. Fox. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was good. Well, yeah, that would be awesome to see Red Fox <laughs> fight uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. I'm for, coming, Elizabeth. For their own version of Miss Elizabeth. <laughs> That's right. That's awesome. Um, you had the uh, Undertaker versus Randy Orton. Undertaker, uh, interesting guy. Um, his name's Mark Calloway. 6'10". Jesus 309 Christ. pounds. He'd need a big he coffin. Is enormous. He never put him as the Undertaker. Though he would come out of coffins, I think sometimes. <laughs> uh, he was undead. He I was, mean, Hulk Hogan's six seven or something like that. They're big men. They're enormous. Um, but uh, anyway, the, 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 another interesting fight that I want to talk about is Eugene versus Kurt Angle. Then they were fighting over. Uh, Kurt was Kurt was trying to uh, win back the Olympic gold medal that originally belonged to him. Oh my Kurt God. Angle, in real life, was a freestyle wrestler. Won the freestyle wrestling gold medal at the 1996 Summer Olympics. I like the idea of a freestyle wrestler being someone who just grabs somebody off the street and wrestles them. Uh, yeah, I I think that's interesting as well. Mm, okay. Um, the, so Kurt Angle signed with WWF, uh, now known as WWE, in '98. He, uh, you know, after getting in real life, sorry if I'm breaking kayfabe here, <laughs> won a gold medal and then signed up uh, in '98 to join uh, WWE. Uh, he's the only pro wrestler in history to win the WWE Championship, the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. The TNA World Heavyweight Championship, <laughs> the IGF IWGP Heavyweight Championship. I don't know what that means. Uh, King of the Ring, King of the Mountain, <laughs> <laughs> and the and the WWE and TNA Triple Crown. John Cena has said of Angle, 
He is, without question, the most gifted all-around performer we have ever had step into a ring. There will never be another like him. And uh, also of note, he does been in some uh, films. Uh, one that I think we should both we, well, we should both that we should all watch. In 2013, he was in a horror film called Pro Wrestlers vs Zombies. <laughs> he portrays himself as both a human and a zombie in the movie. What? All right. And that's what I have about sports. <laughs> well, thank you, Caleb. That was, that was great. an awesome ride. Yeah. 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 Holy shit! Thanks for covering the Summer Jam. Yeah. So does Summer Jam it's, happen uh, every summer, year? Summer Slam. Oh, Summer Slam. I'm sorry. Watch yourself. Don't get it confused. <laughs> it happens every year. I think I, I have a yard game called Slam Jam. No, yeah. it's called Candy Can Jam. Jam. <laughs> We're usually drunk when we play. We don't remember. That's true. Ryan, I believe yep. you had some further content to close out the year 2005. Just a little bit of Transformers stuff, what oh, was happening in the Transformers sweet. world in yep. 2005. Oh, yeah, I guess we should talk about the Transformers. Yeah, we're finally, an hour and a half in, we're going to talk about the Transformers. I really thought that there would be a lot more of an ability for us to connect nope. uh, real-world events to the Transformers world and well, kind of riff off that direction. Sports, but think we about it real quick. The sport, the John Cena. That's true. Okay. Uh, there's one. There's one. Uh, uh, Autobot City leads certified yeah, the, carbon emissions. Yes, there you go. All right, that's all you need. Oh, and of course, Carly and Spike. That's yes. right. Took a break. Got back together. Everything. Right. We made three jokes. <laughs> um, Sorry, everybody. <laughs> uh, I got this from basically the TF Wiki. Um, uh, the Transformers Headmasters, which originally aired in Japan in '87 and '88, was dubbed and released in English. In what? 2005. Um, I don't know if that's true. That's what it said. Oh, okay. I don't, I've don't. i never seen an English dubbed version of Headmaster. Well, it says it's infamous for its poor quality, mistranslations, and incorrect oh, names. Okay. Right. Five I actors did all the voices. Oh, maybe it was, was it a fan thing? I think it was. Okay, there. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, and the Transformers Cybertron, which debuted in Japan as Transformers Galaxy Force, was supposed to be a reboot, um, but it ended up just being a continuation of Transformers Energon. Mm -hmm. uh, and it had a black hole made by the destruction of Unicron, threatened Cybertron, and the, this whole galaxy. And uh, an ancient Transformer Vector Prime comes back to Cybertron and, and has the Autobots go look for Cyber Planet Keys. Yeah, that was the gimmick. You yeah. get the cyber keys, and you'd—it's uh, like a power. You up. would penetrate your transformer with it. It would give it new secret abilities. Mm -hmm. That's it. I didn't follow any of that stuff. By like, no. I was not into trans. I bought the occasional toy if I saw one that looked cool. Like I think I have an Armada or Robots in Disguise. I can't remember version of Optimus Prime and a couple other random things. But um, also toy related, the Alternators series continued. I don't know if you guys remember that. I have. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, I have one. Totally, totally remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I have one Alternator. It's the Subaru that is also uh, smokescreen that's over here. But yeah, um, I have a. I I I, uh, I don't know if I bought them cool. or somebody gave. Them to me, but like I thought they were just like the aesthetic was really cool, and I ended up yeah. buying a couple of them. Yeah, the let's see, did I, I guess I didn't note the ones that actually came out that year. I'm pretty sure a, one called Battle Ravage came out. 
Um, I think the Shockwave came out that year. Um, that was the year also. By the way, I'm going to shout out to uh, Soul Fury, who is a writer, moderator on the TFW 2005 boards. He has an article that I go to every now and again. It's great. It's actually 30 articles. It's 30 years of Transformers in 30 days that he published right oh. around the 30-year anniversary. And it's a great, great read. But a lot of this came from that. So um, IDW took up the reign of the comics that year. Oh, wow. They got the uh, license from, I guess it was Dreamwave that had it previously. Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, Fum Publications, which uh, was an event, I think an event management group, correct me on that if I'm wrong, but they took over the Transformers convention, uh, which was called, um, oh shit, what was the Transformers convention Botcon? called? Botcon, thank you, but that doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's when the plans came together for the live-action Transformers movie in July of 2005. Michael Bay was named the director, uh, and he had to be convinced to do it. Steven Spielberg had to get with him and really sell it on him and say, Thanks, Steve. Hey, hey, look, Michael, let me put it to you this way. Just think of it as a story about a boy in his car who happens to be a giant alien robot. And that pitch was all Michael Bay needed to say, I'm going to make a shit ton of money on this fuck shit. And that's (laughs) what he did. And the launch date was set for summer of 2007. Yep. So that was disappointing. (laughs) (laughs) The beginning of the end. And then we had another decade of those movies. (laughs) That's true. I think we have one more exciting segment that we'd like to do before we close out the show, uh, which is, well, Brian, I think you could best describe it, but it's a riff on a game that we played oh, in our last yeah. episode. Mm-hmm. Which was uh, so much fun. Well, the la- What was it last episode? It was, is this a Transformers episode? Uh, it no. was, no, whether it was um, a racist short animation or pornography. Oh, okay. <laughs> racist short animation or pornography. This is a, what, this is a little bit different though. What have you got? No, this is on? Hallmark movie. Or porn. Yeah. Hallmark holiday movie or yes. Hallmark movie they're from all, 2005? They're all Christmas related. I yeah. tried to do some that were like maybe like some Hanukkah movies, but Hallmark doesn't do Hanukkah, Hanukkah movies. movies. So oh, okay. it's all Christmas related. Okay. All right. Awesome. Uh, so how do you want to play this? None of it's from 2005. No. Okay. So how do you want <clears throat> yeah, to... I'm going to read... It's with our holiday theme. Yeah, I'm going to read... Oh, yeah. This is a Christmas episode. That's right. <laughs> So how do you want to work this? I'm going to read the the title, and you just guys guess whether it's Hallmark or porn, and then I'll tell you what it is, and tell you a little bit about it. Okay, ready. The first one is Finding John Christmas. I think it's Hallmark. I'm going to also say it's Hallmark. You're both right. It is 2003. Valerie Bertinelli sees a photo of a mysterious stranger. Valerie Bertinelli. <laughs> I know. It's a joke for family oh, guy. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> I like that. Um, she sees a photo of a mysterious stranger performing an act of bravery, thinks it's her long-lost brother, then tries to find him with the help of Peter Falk, a Christmas angel. Are you also, when it's porn, going to put a summary, a plot yes. summary? Yes. <laughs> no, well, uh, so uh, you had me at act of, and I was like, ooh, an act of what? Mm-hmm. And then you said bravery. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Oh, yeah, this is a Christmas Hallmark. There's a crazy amount of Hallmark movies. Oh, no. yeah, they crank that shit out. Uh, the next one is All She Wants for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I can go either way on that one. I'll go you pick one, I'll go the other. I feel we'll like take, these we'll are take, harder. We'll take turns going back and forth. I will go porn. You're going porn. I will uh, guess I'll go Hallmark. It is porn. Yes. Ooh. The 2016 film, This Miss the whole family is coming. Oh, no. All of these, <laughs> by the way. Did they spell coming with a U? Yeah. I'm just, all, making, just all, making sure they did that. All of this porn 
is family related. Uh, I couldn't find anything that wasn't. I'm like, why incest is now the in thing? I don't know. But I really enjoy the holidays with my family. And this year is no different. I don't know if I want to hear this shit. It's not real incest. It's It's like step-siblings and that stupid shit. I did know. I mean, I grew up with a guy who banged his step-sister. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) I talk about it all the time. I started spreading Christmas cheer while Daddy was supposedly out of town. Turns out he's just been watching to see how naughty I've been. That doesn't even make sense. Nope. Needless to say, my Christmas gets quite hot as the family starts to arrive and Christmas evens with a whole family spreading cheer together. God damn it. This is like terrible. It. Nope. It's really bad. Um, all right. Christmas under wraps. That's a tough one. You start this time. Uh, no porn. I'm going to go with Hallmark. It is Hallmark. Oh, man. Caleb taking the lead, 3-1. to It is the 2014 Hallmark's highest rated movie with 5.8 million viewers. You must have just known that. You're a (laughs) Hallmark lover. I guess the porn one, too. (laughs) It stars Candace Cameron Burr, or Burr, I don't know how you pronounce her last name. so hot. As DJ Tanner. Yeah, and Christiany. Yeah, Yeah. minutes. Uh, next one, Snowman. In a, in a fundamentalist, gross kind of way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, Sorry. Be... Sorry, Christian listeners. Not to <laughs> We are across, talking about Christmas. Across the... <laughs> a very popular holiday in the Christian tradition. Keep the Christ in Christmas. <laughs> uh, the next one is Snowmance. Snowmance. I'm going to go Hallmark. We, don't, we can both choose the same thing if we want, but... I'm going to go Hallmark. You're both right. I mean, it's not technically actually a Hallmark movie, but it was it's, too good to not include. It's, just, it's very much like it. Yeah. Uh, the story sounds like it was written by like rom-coms being fed into an AI. <laughs> uh, Sarah has always been a true romantic, hence her favorite Christmas tradition, building her annual snow bow snowman with her best friend, Nick. But they call it a snow bow because it's, like, it's my the boyfriend that I It sounds I like can't the get. most depressing thing I've yeah, ever heard. It's really sad. After another breakup right before the holidays, <laughs> Sarah begins to wonder if she'll ever find true love. When a little Christmas magic brings her snow bow to life as the romantically oh, perfect Cole. So sad. Sarah must decide whether to pursue her romance she's always dreamed of or true love that's been right in front of her all along. What, the snowman? No, the, her friend Nick. Oh, God. I wonder if the snowbow oh, God. uses carrot as his dick. Also, yeah. <laughs> also, his name's Nick. Like, I see what you did there, Christmas yeah, uh-huh, movie. Uh-huh. Ooh, uh, so Hope cool. Harper's White Christmas. Harper's oh, White Christmas. Oh, I think, Christmas. I feel like, I hope, that, that, that sounds You've like a porn name. No, I, I, that just sounds like a porn name. I'm going to go with uh, porn. I'm going to also go with Because porn. why I'm would you get... put the name in? There are all, You're both right, but there are Hallmark movies that have names in them. That That's where I thought I was tripping it yeah, up. Okay, but all right. This one has, you know, the Twas the Night Before Christmas poem? Yes. Well, they did that. Oh, no. Twas the Night Before Christmas when all through the house, the whole fucking family was fucking my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't read all of this because it was getting oh, so good. No. With mommy not around, and I don't really care, daddy was fucking me and pulling my hair. No, no. When out in the cold I heard such a clatter, I got off of dad's cock to see what was the matter, and what to my cum-covered eyes could appear but a rusty old sleigh and eight fucking reindeer. (laughs) This, I, 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 this is... That just sounds, I mean, conjunctivitis. (laughs) Don't get cum in your eyes, everybody. 
With a crazy old man beating his dick, I knew who was watching. It must be St. Nick. He fumbled his cock and flew up high. He cried, onward, you bastards, or it's another black eye. Wait, he's like punching his reindeer? I guess. He abuses him? dickhead. Jesus. Then down the chimney his old fat ass fell. He sat on the fire and let out a big yell. While my brother was stuffing my stocking with his massive cock, which is a bit of... <laughs> You're afraid of rhyming. It, it was so good. Was doing good up until that point, too. My family bared witness, then joined in the fun. We all kept fucking until up came the sun. I heard St. Nick say as he came on my face. Merry Christmas to all. Now on to the next place. All right. Wow. Uh, <laughs> two more. All right. All right. Two more. Here we go. Christmas spirit. This is a tough one. Is it spelled Christmas Spear, S-P-A-R, <laughs> it is spelled, hyphen I-T? It's spelled like you'd normally spell Christmas Spirit. I'm going to go with Hallmark. I feel like there's two more. The only way I can catch up is if I go against you. So I'm going to go against you and say it's porn. It is porn. Yes! <laughs> Alright, not over yet, dude. Oh, five to four. When Scrooge like stepmom Rena Sky rejects Shyla Jennings' lesbian love for Ella Alexandria, a Christmas spirit hauntingly reminds the miserly mom of her own pussy licking past. <laughs> Ravenous tries extra hard to be both mommy and daddy to stepdaughter Jenna Reed, but when her workaholic husband won't come over Christmas, will she revert to her lesbian tendencies and fuck her own stepdaughter like a Christmas wish come true? Oh, God. Yep. Mm. A lot of coming uh, true. Yes. Well, you know. Yeah. Uh, single Santa seeks Mrs. Claus. Uh, you go first this time. Single Santa seeks Mrs. Claus. Yep. Yeah. All spelled like you'd expect. It sounds really wholesome, which, but so did Christmas spirit. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, it's tough from that angle. The I, I want to say Hallmark, but... At the same time, it could be poor. I mean, there's a 50% chance. It's true. Almost exactly. Uh, I'm going to go Hallmark. I'm also going to go Hallmark. You're both right. Uh, I win. Caleb. By one. That was a good rate. It was fascinating. It was 2004. Crystal Bernard, who is Helen on Wings, is a type A ad exec, single mother, looking for the perfect Santa for her ad campaign, which is definitely an executive's job. That's not a casting director or anything like that. That's what she does. She's doing this for days. She's micromanaging (laughs) it. Um, her She's son, type A, they say. Exactly. <laughs> her son writes a letter to Santa wishing for a new dad. Cut to the North Pole, where it's this time... Why, Why is he wishing for a new dad? Because she's a single mom. Oh, His dad's I... dead. Oh. Uh, well, North... I just because she's single doesn't mean the dad's dead. Oh, sorry, his dad's dead. Uh, <laughs> and that's why she's lost her Christmas spirit and hope and whimsy. Okay. Um, her son writes to Santa, the North Pole, it's time for Santa's son, Nick... To take on the job of Santa Claus. Nick, played by Steve Gutenberg. (laughs) But there's a catch. He has to find a Mrs. Claus before Christmas Eve. So I think you can probably watch the rest of the movie in your head. Know how that goes. Steve Gutenberg and Helen Hunt. What a dynamic duo. No, Crystal Bernard. Helen from Wings. Oh. (laughs) I was picturing Helen Hunt this whole time. That works too. (laughs) And I was going to say, that is great casting for that That role. That is pretty good casting, actually. (laughs) But it's not who it was. I tried to look for one that was both porn and Hallmark. The closest I could come was a Hallmark movie called Time for Me to Come Home for Christmas and Come Home for Christmas. (laughs) The porn being Come Home for Christmas. A lot of the porn were not very clever, like Spin Christmas in My Ass, (laughs) Ho Ho Ho's 3, Merry Fucking Christmas. (laughs) 
that was the fun, that's it. That that's was the, a fun game. Welcome to our it. show of I, Hallmark or porn. I love it. I can't wait for the St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> Uh, that was awesome. Yeah, that was um, great. I love it. Well, yeah. I guess uh, I guess it's we can probably wrap it up. Is there? Uh, oh, Ryan, did, I don't know. Did you have some kind of announcement? Oh, you I, said I, you I, had something you wanted to talk. Yeah, about. Yeah, I was going to say my New Year's resolution, oh. which was like, um, you know, I feel like I, I just haven't been doing, I haven't been doing my best for myself. And so I think I'm really going to refocus. I'm going to take some classes. I'm going to maybe start meditating. And so I just really need things to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to stop doing the podcast. And I, in order to, yeah. Now, like just like weeks ago, you were talking about how much you loved it, and now it's really like the shining bright beacon of hope in your life. I, and then I, I, I didn't know this was going to be a confession, but I've gotten sober. Oh, well, congratulations. I'm so surprised I'm just now hearing about this as well. I mean, it's crazy. I know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm going to take some me time. I'm going to okay. work on How myself. Much me time? Uh, I, like, I don't know, 12 months. We can reconvene after what? the new holidays. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. All right. So, okay. We get it. Oh, no. Wait a minute. Whoa, the ghost. I just Hi, there, guys. A, a greenish sort of hue of smoke just appeared in the room with the smell of <laughs> uh, cannabis, I believe, and, and peppermint. Holidays. <laughs> Hi, long time no see. Hi, I'm. Ha- are you guys having a good Christmas and happy Boo Year? <laughs> that's on brand. It's been great. Hey, <laughs> yeah, I, I brought you something for the for, for the holidays. Brought you a plate of cookies. Oh, thank you. Are these special cookies? Are they the kind that make you laugh? Eat some cookies. Okay, I'll have some. I'm I'm traveling around bringing good cheer and doing good deeds (laughs) so I can get out of limbo and finally cross over. Oh. The gangster's paradise. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, gangster's paradise. Tupac and Big Ear there. (laughs) You can paddle around a blunt canoe on the THC. <laughs> that sounds amazing. I'm talking high. <laughs> By the way, how you guys feeling? I feel uh, a little weird. I those, got a tingle. Those cookies have enough weed to make the Dalai Lama slap his mama. <laughs> oh, my God. You guys feeling weird? I'm feeling pretty kooky. Yeah. Ryan, I hear that you're trying to do something... Constructive? Yeah, I was going to, you know, work on myself, try to get to better at things. I want to show you, I got to do a good deed. I want to show you what what life would be like if you weren't involved with the podcast. Oh my goodness, this is a a real gym. No. Hang on, I know the weed. (laughs) Hang on, here, buy the ticket, take the ride. is our uh, fan favorite and honestly I'm just going to say personal favorite that time uh, segment of the, the show that we do every week uh, and, and that is of course uh, Good Morning Cybertron yeah with our with Mike Seibert yeah, alright I love it mmm hot cocoa my favorite Ooh, hi. Ooh, burn my tongue. Um, I'll uh, I'll add a few more of these little mini marshmallows here, but not not too many. I uh, I don't like how I feel when I have too much sugar. You know, I uh, I, uh, I I used to drink coffee, but it's just it's just too darn strong. You know. Um, well, uh, anyway, uh, hi there, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Good Morning Cybertron. 
Kind of hey. like, the, hey, so uh, come on in, come on in, put your clothes on, put more clothes on. It's uh, it's cold out there, you want to bundle up, layers, you know, uh, get your snow pants and get your scarves out, get your gloves out. None of those naughty bits, though. Keep all that stuff put away because, oh gosh, it's golly. Yeah, it's uh, you might even say it's cold outside, but we don't talk about that much around here. No, no innuendo here. Everything's always consensual. Just clean, wholesome, family fun. And I love how wholesome this show is. I know it's my favorite. Isn't it wonderful? I just like to listen. You know, I just, I just like to enjoy people talking about their problems and their stories. And hey, Mike, I just want to say, I, yes. I, I know I say this every week, but I, I really love how positive uplifting and most of all safe your show is absolutely this is the safest of the safe spaces you know it's a because it's a it's a scary world out there you know there was uh there was that time that i almost went to chicago for that transformers convention but that's just that was just a little too scary because it's it's a rough world out there and i just you know i just had to stay home and bundle in and you know maybe i missed out on some of those experiences but probably not because uh um yeah i just i just gotta stay safe you know bundled up by the fire and you know with uh, with all the little ones around and just you know just having all this great family friendly fun you know we're we're watching ellen earlier and you know i just mm. i just uh, she's wonderful i yeah. just i just love her dancing so much it just fills me with delight you know i just i just enjoy being with you guys so much it's just we, just the we enjoy being with you too it, yeah it, we really your fri it. friendship is like a warm hug well, we're we're sending hugs to you, Mike, and um, you know Aww. we were looking forward to the segment next week. And uh, so, um, anyway, well, thanks for thanks for everything that you uh, that you do and contribute to this show. And um, I can't well, imagine a world without you being a part of this show. And I can't imagine uh, you know that there's any other uh, just person in the entire world that could take your place and that really could you know could make this show any better than it is oh, and i just you're the best man all all o's coming at you no x's though because that's a no, little too naughty. that's a little too risque i mean mm -hmm. but uh, uh thank you guys so very much it, it just it it warms me it makes me so warm just like this delicious hot cocoa yeah. Oh, still a little hot. I maybe need to add some more marshmallows. Um, but uh, I mean, thank thank you so much as always for checking out Good Morning Cybertron. And as I sign off, I want to remind you: help control the pet population. Have your Sharkticon spayed or neutered. That's right. yeah. And of course, make good choices because some things are just universal no matter what timeline you're in. That's true. Yeah, all right, all right. God, so that was Mike. So, Aaron, so back to you. Sure. I mean, what do you think, Transformers? <laughs> oh, oh my God! Whoa! I didn't like that yeah. at all. Wow. Well, that didn't go as planned. That seems well, not. They seemed pretty happy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it really didn't seem like it. As a like in the movie, people are, which also in that movie, it's a wonderful life. Is there an alternate universe where all these people are in like a shit show? Like that's terrible. But that's what this seems like. Is the opposite? Is that everybody's happier? Yeah, that looked like a lot better program. Yeah, it really did, and a lot more fun to record. Yeah. Does anybody want any more cookies? I'll not have any. Oh, so did you? 
Did you learn anything? I mean, I guess it does, nothing that I do matters, and so I'm going to stay here and make everything terrible for everybody oh, else. Oh, good. Yeah. No oh, good. <laughs> so you're going to, you are going to stick around to the podcast? Yeah, I think I'll probably, I mean, why try? Why hope for anything, really? I, okay, cool. Oh! <laughs> you hear that? I do. I do. What is that? Well, every time ODB screams, a gangster smokes some weed. <laughs> I did it, guys. Gangster's paradise. Here oh, I come. He got his wings. I'm gonna send him to the cloud of Kush. Puff, puff, poof. <laughs> puff, puff, poo, everyone. Huh. Well, I get he's gone. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm assuming we'll never see him again, or maybe we will. I don't know if he I don't realizes know if can... that was Busta Rhymes, not ODB. <laughs> I don't know if that really matters to the to the getting into the gates of heaven. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow! Well, well, what an adventure! What a wonderful Christmas! Yeah, absolutely. Well, <laughs> guys, I think we have to close it out on that. <laughs> this has been a two-hour podcast, indeed. And uh, with that, uh, Ryan, what's coming up? We've closed out the script deviations. Uh, there's one more. <laughs> there's one more, and that's happening after this. After this one drops. Okay, yeah. all right. This all one right. drops on uh, like I think the seventh, and then the next one will be the last script deviation and then uh you know uh, who knows what our next uh, uh episode will be well in the spirit of milking our content old mm-hmm. content to the very last drop uh we recently received the video from the tf oh, yeah. program so i'm gonna spend some time editing that we'll work together on that and even though it's a bit re- repetitive that there's so much visual stuff that happened with that i'm mm-hmm. really looking forward to getting that out and plus ryan really worked hard on a lot of drawings we worked hard on writing it and illustrating it so uh it'll be it'll be the best possible version of that absolutely Um, so that's on the horizon so please continue to listen and subscribe to the show on apple podcast stitcher google play and tune in if you're an itunes user subscribe leave a review all that good stuff Follow us on our social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all of them at APODDCast. Visit our web presence at autopoddecepticast.com. Peep the shop, check the merch, buy something. Yeah, and if you want to hear our uh, talk about, uh, we all went to see the Bumblebee movie recently, and we talked to Mike Seibert about it over on his show, the Mike Seibert Radio. So uh, if you missed that, check that out. I think it's dropping probably before this episode. So so it's already in existence. Go yep. listen to it now. If you want to he- continue to hear our voices after two hours, you can go over and Good Lord, is anyone still <laughs> tuned in? That's right. Thanks, everybody. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Bye. Bye. Bye.